Virginia delegation. We were scheduled to have our objections and responses heard next. And I think we're live here. Yes, we are. All right, everyone. All right. Hey, hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can. All right. Is it, is it decent? Does it sound decent? or? Yep, you sound good. We're okay, live, cool. and as everybody knows, there's a crazy shit show happening down in D.C. at the Capitol. Um, Trump supporters supposedly stormed the Capitol. Guns were drawn. Somebody was shot. Probably going to be dead, because I've heard that they've been shot in the neck. So I'm going to step away from a bit, but Phil will take it over, and we're going to be getting live updates, as you can see right here. So... Buckle up, buckaroos. It's going to be a crazy, crazy new year. Yep. Uh, well, well, party people, we've hit the point. We've hit this powder keg point. Um, obviously, I, I mean, I, I don't condone this sort of thing, but at the same time, kind of saw it coming. Like, it, this... This right here was definitely the powder keg moment. Um, this will... I, I mean, I, I hear some reports that some Antifa infiltrated, you know, the MAGA crowd or whatever, and maybe some of them did, but I, I, don't, I don't know if that was like... I don't know if that was the... You know, that, that would have changed anything, really. I think that this was really a powder keg moment. Um, and, we, and we've talked about this for a while. Like, when you have when you have a third world election, when you have nobody does anything to, you know, really anything about it. Like, you got judges, lawmakers, um, people that should do things about it and aren't doing things about it. Um, this is where we are. This is where we are now. Um, uh, and I think we were headed here. I honestly think we were headed at this point anyway. There's going to be some, you know, there's going to be some talk that's uh, saying that we're going to be heading toward, you know, that this is going to give the left um, the green light to give more draconian measures and more, you know, persecution for Trump supporters. And I think that was happening anyway. I think as, as soon as, uh, as soon as this election was done, I think that that all of, I think that all of that was inevitable. I, I don't think that there was any stopping that this aftermath, the aftermath that's coming, it was going to happen anyway. Um, I, uh, but I do think that. Um, I'm not going to predict anything, but you know, it certainly. I, I, I think we're headed toward darker days. I do, and I know I'm. Some people are like, "Hey, you should be more optimistic or whatever." I, I don't. I, I don't see this. I, I, I was the pessimistic before this thing happened. I kind of figured that this thing would come, and it came. So here we are. How's it going, Sam? Good. I'm going to start uh, multi-streaming here on my own. Okay. So. All right. Sounds good. So are we live yet? We are definitely live. Okay. 
I'll just uh, start and uh, if if you want, I can mute and do my uh, intro real quick. So. You can do whatever you want. That that, that works for me. Who engaged in these objections? Then uh, then I'll. What happened today? Um, I'm, I, I hadn't heard that because we don't have access to television in here, but I am glad to hear that President Bush has made that statement. I agree with him completely. Um, I think, frankly, we've been told that we are going to go back either to the House floor or some other location in the near future, and meaning today, to resume the business at hand of approving the electors. Um, I, I would like to see the objectors withdraw their objections, but I'm quite certain that they won't be doing so, and that we'll probably be here late into the evening or the early morning hours while we finish the business at hand. And I think he's absolutely right. I think President Bush is absolutely right. Congresswoman Susan Wild of Pennsylvania, thank you for joining us. and. Uh, as describing how a number of lawmakers okay. are all packed in together at what she called a potential super spreader event of coronavirus with Republican lawmakers Here. not wearing masks as all of them wait to take the next step and potentially um, fulfill the duties. I'm trying to read a, trying to leave, read a lot of what's going on right now. Uh, a lot of things, a lot of things are going on. Uh, the National Guard, National Guard was implemented, I think, uh, the uh, law um, enforcement has the DC area, you got Virginia, Virginia, DC, they're, they've been, it looks like they've implemented the National Guard. I don't know. I, I just, secure, and yet the lawmakers are still uh, secluded. I, it's, to me, this uh, is about as dark of a day as you might get, and I, I feel like we were headed here. I, th I don't think I don't think there was anything that could have. I don't think there was anything that could have happened that would have um, waged a different result for what's about to come. I'm expecting. I'm expecting very draconian measures. I'm expecting them again for, you know, I'm expecting them for lawmakers. I'm expecting them for uh, Trump supporters. I'm expecting them. Yeah, I mean, it's just. It's going to be bad. It's just going to be bad. And there's really no running away from it, you know. And by the lack of respect shown today for our institutions, our traditions, and our law enforcement. He called this a congressionally mandated meeting of Congress and that it should... The only thing you could do now, I mean, you want to... Be like just say, like I, I said a prayer for all the people that were involved, all the, you know, all the protesters, all the, all the police, all the, you know, all the, pending national guard troops. Yeah, the You know, I want to make sure that they're. I want to pray for their safety because. That has happened before. Look, this whole thing's a mess. And I just, I, I don't know. I, I think from a, from a humanity standpoint, uh, I hope God looks out for them. Uh, but I, I just, I, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know what to, I don't know, I don't know what to really think about this. Uh, 
Uh, once Sam gets back on here, he, he can uh, kind of help me out on that one too. Continue with this. They have to explain on what basis are they continuing to object, and in any way, shape, or form are they feeling that which we saw play out. I, uh, all right, all righty, folks. Welcome to uh, the Whitfield Report Wednesday edition. We usually don't do uh, Wednesday shows uh, for this stream, and I don't really know if this is going to be a full show. This is really uh, impromptu. I'm actually multi stream with uh, Versa Media uh, over on their channel, Fluffy uh, Phil. Uh, is joining me currently, and I believe uh, Sean is away from the mic at the moment. Uh, and we're just talking out kind of the shit show uh, that has been today. Apex, if you want to join in, if you're able to, I'm in Versa Media's server. I see you in the chat. Uh, so, uh, anyway, if you can please share this out, everyone who is, uh, currently watching, I know usually I let the, uh, you know, waiting thing, uh, go a little longer today, but, you know, we have breaking news, so, uh, anyway, Phil didn't mean to cut you off there, but, uh, what a day, huh? Yeah, I, I... I've been tell we I've been telling people and, and I've gotten resistance for this too. I I've been um I've been telling people that this day was probably happening. It was going to happen. Yeah. Um, to me to me this today was the powder keg moment. This was the powder keg moment for our nation. And and I'm and I'm gonna get people and I'm gonna get people that say oh well there was Antifa and they into they, they they probably they infiltrated uh, the MAGA protesters or whatever, and maybe some of them did. Um, but I'm not sure that that really affected the powder keg moment that went on today. Um, I think this is this is the culmination of what happens when you have a kangaroo third world election and nobody does anything to well, I think instill confidence or do anything right to, you know, rectify the craziness that went on with the election. Like this is, and now we're headed toward the day that the, like, you know, we're starting to see uh, what many people think that the cheater won, right? So, uh, not only that, but we're we're starting to see like like this kangaroo election basically gave Democrats sweeping power, right? So I I think today was very much a powder keg day. Then the vice president and the and a majority of the cabinet could again. What say you? Well, I I I agree with you partially. Uh, I think today was a powder keg. I think today was also a day that, honestly, I was... I, I've been warning people that this was coming too, and I've also been warning, uh, you know, fellow patriots and 
uh, listeners of this program. Not that my audience is really, I guess, big enough, you know, to do anything. But I've been telling people, you know, not to act rash and, you know, don't do anything stupid because now I'm, I'm already starting to see this on, on Twitter and not just from, like, radical lefties, but also from normies, that, you know, now this is kind of, in a way, this is, to the normie person, this is Charlottesville 2, kind of. You know, they think that the Trump supporters are either an evil or, you know, nuts or a combo of the two, and, you know, obviously that's not the case. Uh... You know, granted, there might be a few mentally unstable people, you know, in the movement. There's going to be, as with any movement. But, you know, by and large, I've always been telling people, you know, to remain calm, remain vigilant, keep, uh, you know, your cool and whatnot. And, and everyone that I know has, but obviously the media isn't interested in people like you and uh, Sean and myself who, you know, want to have reasonable discussions. They're interested in the rabble-rousers. Well, I... I, I, I don't... I don't know if even that would have helped the situation. Not today. Like, I think we were headed here. I just, I just feel like no matter what... No matter what happened outside of the election, of course, we were headed to this point. Like, is this the, this this is not a this is not an ele American election. This is something that comes out of fucking Venezuela or some shit. This is not some shit that like, you know, this is not supposed to come from the freest country in the world. Like you, we're. We're in a bad way. I mean, and 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 today, I feel like whatever is coming, whatever is coming, because you're already starting to see it. You're already starting to see it. They're they're the the left is gonna now gonna go after. They're gonna go after lawmakers. They're gonna go after Trump supporters. They're gonna go after whoever the hell they can. Uh, I don't, I think they were going to, I think that this was going to happen anyway. Like, I think the, the, what, the, the aggression that's coming was going to happen regardless of what happened. Like, I just, uh, I feel like that was the plan all along. It doesn't matter how peaceful we are, were or how aggressive we were. It, it was coming like this this, this moment and the aftermath it's coming right and the only question is well what happens now yeah so no so noted guys I, I i do have my gain uh up now so hopefully you guys watching can hear me a bit better uh now now i uh i've been seeing all sorts of crazy shit and then i guess i haven't really had time to sit down and watch any of the uh you know streams today other than uh right now what i'm watching with 
um, you guys, and in fact, of the United States Congress and the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And I'm also struck that the President... Uh, let me pull up your... Both called this an insurrection. And an insurrection usually involves... Let me pull it up for a second. ...and military planning. Well, I'm, I'm just pulling up... I'm just pulling up your guys' uh, yeah. feed right now. This organization... Well, I'm current... Yeah. ...to bring this protest... Yeah, I'm currently... Uh, ...primarily by... I'm driving right now too, by the way. Uh, so I have the, so, so like I'm in a Cadillac, so like I have, you know, I have this real nice setup going on where yes, I'm, I'm, I'm working and I'm driving, but you know, I'm able to participate with all of ye. So you you sound like you're in a I wouldn't know you were in a car right now. You sound like you're in a really nice like studio. Yeah, like this is this, I, I I'm in a yeah like, like I so I I drive a Cadillac and uh, one of the newer ones and so yeah I have this I have this basically plugged into the plugged into the Cadillac and I'm just like you know I had to I, I called Sean and I was like look we got to do something because this I, what happened here was just it was just insane just insane and and here we go, here we go. There was a part of me that, like, I, like most of me knew that this was going to happen. But there was still part of me that just can't believe that it happened. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Has, has, has shit turned uh, violent yet? Because, like, I haven't seen anything. But I keep hearing, like, whispers and, you know, like, I heard, I heard that like an IED was discovered somewhere. I was looking at, I was looking there at the, uh, there, there's a tweet that said there was a couple of pipe bombs that were discovered in the Capitol, one of the Capitol buildings. Uh, the, both, both, both Capitol buildings were infiltrated. They were essentially broken into, taken over, vandalized. Uh, protesters reached uh, the Senate floor or the the House floors. Uh, yeah, this. I don't know. I. Absolutely, and the crowd has gotten smaller. This is what. This is what you. Ex like, what did you expect? Like, what did you expect? This is the craziest. This, this was these last few months have been the craziest and we're living we're like and we're now living with the repercussions of that and now the aftermath is going to be the repercussions of that and like i i don't know i don't i don't know how or what's going to happen but i know that there's a heavy possibility that none of it's going to be good um but then again, I, I don't think any of it was going to be good. Like, I don't think it was like, um, they were coming, for, like, like, look, the left was going to be coming for, they were going to be coming for lawmakers. They were going to be coming for MAGA supporters. They were going to be coming for everybody. And here we are. 
Yep, here we are. Well, and this, this is, so this is exactly why my whole attitude around, you know, New Year's, particularly this year, has kind of been like, you know, usually like I'm, usually like I'm very optimistic, you know, usually, you know, rearing to go when, uh, you know, it's a new year, but, you know, let's face it, nothing has really changed other than the, you know, the calendar date, so to speak. We're still dealing with the same shit that we've been dealing with and you know yeah you could say that that's the case for i guess you could say that's the case for every year so to speak but this year more so than most uh you know i mean let's face it we weren't the country wasn't you know locked down or wearing masks you know this time last year uh you know Last year for like New Year's Eve, people were actually in time, Times Square, Square, and you know there there was a major election being contested. Hey, uh, Starshine, welcome to the chat. So, and uh, yes, Austin, I haven't I haven't watched uh, anything. I really haven't watched anything today up until. Now, what you're, what you guys are seeing on my screen, um, you know, I, I'm seeing, so. I, I don't know. It's, I, I, I know that there's going to be a lot. I mean, I, I know there's, there's going to be a lot of, um, uh, in the White House, if you've ever been in the White House, pictures that are going to be showing up all over mainstream media. Uh, there's going to be, you know, what uh, the people on the House floor, the, the protesters on the House floor, that's definitely going to be one of those pictures that's going to be shown. Um, Congressman, I am proud to serve with him. I'm, I'm a bit alarmed. There was, there was, uh, there was some film going about. Uh, uh, a woman in Trump gear that was that got shot by a cop that that was that was a little disturbing. Um, I don't know. I this is um, this is gonna be tough. This is gonna be a tough one. To not only to, to just process, and, you know. There is no other conclusion. You I don't know. I, and, and I mean, like, I don't think that and now the national security advisor, I, I felt like within the highest level. I don't know. I just felt, I felt like this. This was coming. And like, yeah, I just felt there was nothing that I felt like there was nothing we could do to stop this moment. And to me, that was a little that was probably the most disheartening thing. Um. It's worth, I think, noting uh, the statement just released by but Senator Mitt Romney. I, I also, this goes to our conversation I, a moment ago, Ed, about these. I don't, and it is not like I condone. Like, I hate, I hate the fact that, that I'm talking about this. I hate the fact that, you know, that we're having this conversation, that we're, you know, um, about this, about all of this. But, 
the strength of I look democracy, at, you know, the realistic part of me takes over and it's like, well, what did we expect? What did we expect to happen? Like this was, this was a culmination of a whole bunch of things. And let's not forget those lockdowns probably didn't help either, you know? The lock, the, these lock, these crazy, these lockdowns. You're locking people in their, in their homes. You're locking people out of their businesses. People are, you know, people are losing their jobs. People are losing their businesses. And the only thing you really gave them was six hundred fucking dollars. Like, I, I, there's a lot. There's a lot that that fed into this freaking moment, and that's why I call it a powder keg moment. Because there's really not one thing that really led to this moment. There's not one thing that led to this moment on on either side. Like on the, you could say it on the left or the right. Like there's not really one thing that led to this very moment. It was a whole bunch of things, and I, I just it's just heartening uh, and the only thing i'm left to do is really just like pray that people are all right right now and hope that there's some sort of peaceful and some sort of you know hopeful resolution i don't i i i don't know how to respond I, I, i'm not sure how to respond to this i don't know i just um i gotta be hopeful that something uh, that, that first off, you know, that nobody dies, that nobody is hurt too badly, although I think one person is hurt pretty badly, uh, at least that I know of, that nothing particularly bad gets destroyed or whatever. Um, I, but I, I don't. And, and I'm not, and I'm, but, but then there's the non of there's again the realism in me too is like this could get this this could continue this could get worse this could get you know I mean we could see I mean yeah we could, we, we could see the National Guard coming in to kind of clean up the situation but it's not I I don't know if I don't know if even that's the end of it I don't know I I, I hope that there's more peaceful rhetoric and more peaceful dialogue but i i don't i'm not sure i see it i'm not i, I i'm back bros hey hey sean how are you guys i was feeling well i mean we've just i was just pouring out a little bit there um you came right in and i'm like like again and i and i know now i'm repeating myself for these youtube people but like um I, i'm like okay so so part so first of all like i i obviously i don't condone this i think just any kind of violence or destruction i think it's stupid but um i i i, I the hopeful optimist in me is hoping that nobody you know that that everyone's okay, nobody dies, nobody, you know, that there's no significant casualties, although there is one casualty that I think I saw, at least. Um, so I, I'm, I'm hoping that there's, there's not many casualties or they're held to a minimum or something, that there's not significant damage, although there looks like from what Twitter, what I'm seeing on Twitter and Parler or whatever, it looks like there's some 
pretty good damage done to, you know, the Capitol buildings and whatnot. Um, so I'm hoping, I'm just hoping that that, you know, that, you know, peaceful, more peaceful solutions prevail. But the pessimist in me and the realist in me is thinking, Ugh, it's not looking good. It's just not looking good. Well, not looking good from from the protesters' perspectives. I think I think that the protesters are definitely going to continue. Maybe not, maybe not there specifically, but I think that more is coming. Uh, I just uh, like. We can show you some video. If, if history tells us anything, one protest is usually just not the end all be all. Um, no. And I mean, I'm not planning on. I'm definitely not planning on like streaming for. You know. I'm not planning on streaming for, you know, a, a super long time tonight, but. Um, you know, like, like as Sean said last night on Versus stream, you know, the sun is just now setting here in Florida, and after dark is when shit tends to pop off. Uh, you know, now there, now there has been some stuff today, you know, during the day, but for the most part stuff like i said doesn't really tend to pop off until the evening and i'm not saying it should i hope it does i hope everyone you know stays home i hope everyone stays safe i have a friend in um you know dc right now who i'm who i'm in a a group text with and i know he's been working on some of the republican campaigns and uh you know like he just texted and said that he's He's staying in his hotel, you know, room tonight, and he's not, you know, doing anything. But, you know, um, there might be people who don't do that. And there might be, you know, I hate to go to this right away, but the, obviously I think there are going to be still a few deep state people who do try and... Uh, infiltrate and make this thing out to, uh, you know, be like a right-wing terror attack. No, this is a huge turning point. And we had an eerie forecast this last night when we were talking about what could happen. But, dude, this is worse than I expected. This is worse than I think we all expected. But this is what, I mean... The ingredients were there, and people are pissed. And when there's no justice, you get this. You get violence. You get unrest. You get the last resort, which is, all right, we tried it peacefully to stop the steal, and now we're going to literally stop the steal. And say what you will about this, but they did that. They got what they wanted. At what cost is really what's scary, because, well, well, did we get what? Not really. Did we get I mean, what for a day, for a yeah, day, that, 
but yeah that that's my yeah exactly that's my point yeah it, and it's if, it, to what? me what's scary is what's going to come next because they're going to use this number one they're going to blame trump which they already have i mean i've been out today so i've just been catching up and they're going to blame him completely my ban from twitter uh within the next 48 hours and they are going to persecute all of us after this. This is going to be the excuse for police state powers, for draconian persecution. It's going to go insane. The bans about to happen are going to be big and devastating, not just from social media, but from credit cards, from banks. It's going to get really crazy. And that's going to make people more pissed off more outrage and you're going to get more violence i i think the right is going to be more violent now i think both sides will be more violent and it's going to be crazy these next few years it's i'm still not going to say it's a war is going to happen i still don't think so what i do think is you're going to get a lot of clashing like this yeah well no i mean i i was saying like i was saying but my definition of a civil war would be would not be like people people talk about civil war as like north south uniformed soldiers battles battles on battlefields whatever no no this this second kind of civil war is going to be a lot a lot of little stuff a lot of smaller venues a lot of smaller stuff that's going to add up to a lot of casualties that's how i see it and i think like you said, Sean, the ingredients are there. The ingredients are there, and I—it's going to get—it's going to get bad. It's just going to get bad. I, I hope it doesn't. I mean, and, and keep in mind, look, I always—I hope it doesn't. I—I hate—I hate violence. I hate violence of this kind. I hate destruction of pro- like this. I—I don't—I don't. I hate it, but I, at the same time, like I have. You know, I have a hopeful, I have a hopeful part of me that's like, okay, maybe cooler heads will prevail and maybe, you know, and then I got a realism, like a, a, a pessimist and a real, like semi-realist, like, no, mm-hmm. I, this is going to get bad. This is going to get bad. Yeah, um, it's going to, because the other thing too is that person that was shot and then, and I've heard she was shot in the neck. I think I heard on the stream here that it is confirmed that she has died. I need to double check that, but that today and in that particular instance is going to break all trust with cops. The right will not trust cops ever again from this day forward. doesn't mean they're going to hate them, but it's going to be self-defense from here on out. They do not trust them. It's, it's really like the divisions are getting bigger and there's more of them. And the other thing, too, is that, you know, I mean, there's going to be a lot of parallels drawn to Charlottesville, which obviously is a similar yet different thing. It's different because it's white supremacists and Nazis that hijacked into the violence. But the reaction you saw from that and how it kept getting brought up over and over and over again is what you're going to see with this. And I'm not I'm not being a conspiracy theorist here, but there's a lot of weird things that are going to be, you know, questioned with this. Because we were talking about last night, the Fed visits on Proud Boys. And with this event, it almost makes me wonder, I'm not saying this is the case, 
because I don't know a lot yet about this, but there could have been professional agitators here. There could have been. We saw him at the BOM protests. Umbrella Man, he was a professional agitator. There might have been one here. And boy, was this is this a gift to the people in power to do more draconian, uh, law, um, you know, persecution. It's... It's really going to be an interesting thing to analyze as we learn. Yeah. Chaos, chaos, chaos favors the establishment. Yeah. It can also tear them down, but, you know, it depends how things go. I I am a little still, as you said, because here's how I learned about this. Like, I, I went out today, and... I was uh, out with my girlfriend and we were hanging out and I'd been checking shit and I saw, okay, protests, a little violence. I'm like, this is what I expected. And I got a call from Phil and he's like, dude, I'm shell-shocked. I'm like, wait, what happened? Uh, and I knew what you were talking about. Like, something had to have happened. And he's like, dude, they stormed the Capitol. I'm like, what? What? I, I, was, I, was, doing, I was doing laundry when that, when that news uh, broke. And then I uh, I I saw on Fox News that a that they found like an IED in, in the Capitol. Now, you know which which that that's crazy. Now, like how advanced of an IED it is, that's to be determined. Um, well, did you see the pipe bombs still, that were supposed to be found at the RNC? Uh, yeah, well, I, I saw I saw a headline about that. The, the, and see, this is this is what I'm saying. I didn't really have time to do show prep. I just jumped on here and started the stream because, and this is what some that sometimes happens, is when you have a breaking news story, you get inundated mm -hmm. with headlines and you know whatnot. And I'm I'm just I'm I'm not. I'm not a, you know, I don't have a staff with me. I do everything. Not that I'm complaining, but you know, we're, but you know, we're, we're a small team here, uh, you know, at Versa and at NGC. So yeah, and I will say we should um, keep to the standard that we've been told about these sort of things. This is a a mostly peaceful protest. It is for social justice, and, you know, shouldn't be condemned, right, guys? So the media tells us. H-Bug says, H -Bug says, we all knew that was the point to justify police state. Well, you know, that, that, that could be common. Um, although, as I, I, although, as I've also joked on stream... It wouldn't be that much. It wouldn't be that much different from what we have right now. Right. Yeah. I just. I'm really. You're gonna see over the next 28 to 24 to 48 hours some major crackdown. It's gonna get. You know. You're you're gonna see heads roll. And that to me is what's really gonna be the thing that adds more more to this powder keg that went off and is now being it's going to refill the powder keg but you know i am really tired when i go on twitter when i go on the news and i see all these people that would never condemn antifa never condemn the 
BLM riots are all of a sudden like, oh, this is so terrible. Oh my God, I am so disgusted. It's like, you know, I, one part of me says when I see this, you guys asked for this. You guys let this, let this happen. You guys, in fact, probably want this to happen because this is what happens when you say, one side with violence is okay and the other isn't. The other side goes, well, what about us? If it's okay when you guys do it, why can't we do it? And you get this. It is such a sort of, like I said, it's a turning point. I can't stop saying that because, I mean, they, this is, this is what you get. This is what you get. This this should also be a a clear indication as to the media bias. Yeah. Right. Because because the way the media is the way the mainstream media is reporting this, you know, these are chaotic you know, almost terroristic like protests. There's there's chaos, there's violence, right? But mm. when but when the BLM riots were breaking out, media didn't didn't say a damn thing. The most they said was a few disgruntled, you know, Black Lives Matter protesters were doing it. Well, if it's just a few disgruntled for BLM, then why can't it just be a few disgruntled, you know, extreme right-wingers, mm -hmm. right? And I but can confirm the woman did, she, they, multiple sources are confirming she did die. Yeah, I'm seeing that here now too. Oh my god. Yeah, well this is again well, we were getting Charlottesville to, vibes. Prayers go out to their families. Yeah. yeah. Prayers go out to their families, but uh I I man, I I I I don't know. I there's just like there's a lot that You want to say, but you don't know how to say it. Not right. Mm -hmm. You want to process it. You know, there's like, it's not that I don't, it's not that I'm scared to say whatever. Obviously, if you know, Pluffy Phil long enough, you know that I'm, I'll say whatever the hell I feel like, but like, I, it's, uh, it's finding out what, like, it's finding out like what exactly to say. Cause this is, this is a right. tough one to process. It's just a tough one to process. Well, like and process and interpret it, you know. And and this is something that is also happening in, in real time right now too. So, yeah. you know, usually like when when I do the Whitfield report, people know that usually when I'm when I review the news on you know on the Saturday show or even hell on the Thursday show, usually I've been reviewing you know news from the past few days, you know, or from the past week and doing commentary on that. This is not the case. 
obviously this is happening in real time so you know i don't really know what to do what to say because at this point you know there's not much i can say past tense right mm-hmm well uh, here's something that's past tense twitter just they deleted trump's video that he sent out calling for peace calling for this to stop they just deleted it oh boy i would not be surprised if he gets banned real soon it's really really bad but i do feel you it's hard to process this i don't think i don't think I think within the next, but again, I, I'm kind of sticking to my guns. I felt like Trump was going to get banned either after after today or after June or January 20th. Right. I think one and somewhere between them that that time frame, I think I think I think he would get banned. Like I I, I do. Mm-hmm. Um. A lot of this stuff, like most of this stuff, I really see. I don't. I don't see anything different happening. Like I. I just. Like it. Fe- it felt to me. A lot of it felt prophetic. Maybe I guess because I like I. I. I kind of. I kind of saw it coming. I didn't. I don't. I didn't know to what extent it was going to happen. But yeah, this was definitely one of the like. You've got so much going on. You've got so much going on right now. And powder keg went off. Yep. It's yep. wild. Oh man. This is all this is also why I was so skeptical of the whole uh what what's her face? Release release the Kraken. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I know that people were giving Tucker Carlson shit for dismissing her. Um. Oh yeah, Sydney Powell. Mm-hmm. I know people were giving Tucker Carlson shit for questioning Sydney Powell, you know, and asking her, well, you know, what do you what do you have? Well, you know. It seems pretty obvious now that, uh, you know, Tucker was right to be skeptical, at least in my, in my mind. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that one though. Like I, I, here's my thing. Um, and I've said this before with something else. Um, the evidence is there that a shady election happened that, uh, that these dominion voting systems and this stuff that was shady. Like the the evidence is there. Mm -hmm. The problem, the main problem is no one's enforcing it. No one's enforcing it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not questioning. Well, let me, let me rephrase. I'm not necessarily questioning the evidence or any of that, because you're right. It is there. But moreover, what I, what I'm saying is right the way Sidney Powell was presented was that like somehow 
somehow this evidence was going to come out and then Trump was going to get, you know, was going to win the election and get re you know, and get re-sworn in. And it was going to be really, you know, it was going to be like this watershed moment. And I was skeptical, not because I didn't think it couldn't happen, but because like deep down, like you said, I, I knew no one was going to enforce it. Um, I don't know if you saw that, that Linwood guy who, I, I don't, I don't really know what to think of what Linwood, um, maybe we can get to that here in a sec. But he was calling for, uh, you know, he was calling for Pence to be removed and, you know, for he was calling Mike Pence a traitor. Dude, people are pissed at Pence. I've but, seen a but, lot I mean, of people our, angry at Pence. But, but, I mean, I'm not really surprised that he didn't do any anything yeah, same. about that. Are, are, are you? I mean, I... I'm surprised more that people are surprised. I knew that I knew that Pence wasn't going to do do anything. Well, you have these people that oh, hashtag Civil War 2021 is trending. I mean, you have these people that like, there's some people that think Pence was better than Trump, and you have people that think he's more conservative. People that think he's super loyal. I always thought he was super loyal, but I thought, man, guy's squeaky clean. You know, he's a he's a politician, all right. So I thought he would still be yeah. pretty cool, and he was. And I'm not surprised at what he did, but I'd have to read more into the legalities because I've heard people say that he really even couldn't do what people thought he could do. I, I honestly don't. Right? Know. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's what I've, that's what I, that's what I've heard too. Like from what I've read, there's no way Pence could do what people are saying he could do. And I mean, I and I hate to bring this up. But a lot of these rumors, a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot of these things that, you know, Trump is going to magically remain in office, you know, a lot of that was, guess what, QAnon fodder. Yeah, that's why I freaking hate that thing. You know, it's like it pushes everything in the wrong direction and it gives the all the all of the critics of us bait like easy free bait and it's like there's fraud we know it happens but it wasn't this cute crap it was this you know the real stuff yeah and 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 that's what's always and that's what's always so frustrating too is it's like it's like people want to people want to you know point it at the cue shit as you know, conspiracy stuff, right? They want to get all invested in that when there's actual tangible stuff that can, you know, we can, that we can point out, but it's not as sexy. It doesn't have the mystery or, you know, or the, or the intrigue, you know, or mm -hmm. the sex appeal of, of the QAnon stuff. It's not, it's not Hollywood sounding. Yeah. You know? It doesn't have that mystique. You know, it doesn't have that uh, that thing that sells you a good a good villain. It's... Will Will in the chat asks, uh, "Will own has own grifted on this yet?" <laughs> no, no, Will. But I guarantee you, what will happen is uh, Owen take a drink. Um, Owen will watch this stream 
will watch my stream or he'll watch versus stream and then he'll copy everything we've said and then claim that he said it that he himself said it and that we're stealing from him of course yeah I mean, you're gonna see more of those type of people but like these grifter types but what i can say that this moment has ushered in more than anything like we've all been saying for a long time unity's dead but this is the moment because you had Biden coming in saying he's going to unify the country, heal the great divide, and all this fake crap. This is the moment that the right said, fuck unity. Unity is beyond dead. It's like, it's war now. Not saying it's, it's war, interesting. but it's war. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that, that you say that about Biden because when I talked to Jeff, on New Year's, right? We we brought this up, or on New Year's Eve, we brought this up on our podcast uh, briefly, but we also talked a bit off air. Biden was not like the fact that they're calling Biden the Great Uni Unifier as well, because because Biden was not even the 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 unifier on the the left, really. Uh, I mean there there were lots of there were lots of Dems that hated him and still and still do. Uh, I mean, you think the the Republican Party is fractured because of Trump from you know the few Dem friends that I have, they say the same thing about Biden. A lot of them a lot of them either were like, you know, far, far, far left and wanted you know bernie right or some of them or some of them wanted like a more moderate you know like uh like tulsi well and what i think's happening too is i said this in our uh, our uh, my college group me a few uh days ago which is that because i've noticed this in myself i know this in other people to different of course to different degrees but overall on both sides people are becoming more extreme, more vigilant, and more militant. And so you're going to get these this massive infighting that's like cutthroat, vicious infighting coming up because people are pissed. The Trump voters are pissed not at the Democrats. They are pissed at the Republican establishment for yep. being complete traitors, especially after last night. That proved to you that the people... Do not back the Republican Party. They back Trump. Well, and well, well. Mitch is Mitch is the one who. Mitch is the one who fucked us. Yes. Out of two thousand dollars, biggest traitor in the whole party right now is him. Like I, can't, I never liked him. This made me hate him. When I learned that he blocked the stimulus checks, vote, I said. Dude, you're dead to me. You, yeah, you're done. I don't want to see you ever again in Congress. Go off and retire, and leave. You know, I, you know, I know some people don't like him, but I will say that Mark Levin has always been right about uh, McConnell. Mark yeah. Levin, Mark Levin in particular has always hated 
uh, Mitch McConnell. Yeah. And, you know, now I can really see, I can see why. So. And what you were talking about starting right now, I'd have to verify this, but from Disclosed TV on Twitter, they said breaking a man has been stabbed outside of Trump Hotel in Washington, D.C. The night's going down and more violence is coming. Yeah. It's, yeah, I just like, yeah, part of me is like, look, this is probably going to get worse. This is probably going to get worse. I hope not. I'm praying, fucking praying that, that it doesn't happen, but it's not looking good. The forecast does not look good. Um, hey, what's going on, folks? Oh, Alex, good. Hey, what's up, Alex? No, nothing much. Have you been following all this? I know you sleep during the day, but have you caught up? Um, I saw that people, like, invaded the uh, Congress or whatever. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I will say, apart my dark side, my Joker side is laughing at this. But my realistic side is saying, you're going to see the worst persecution of Trump supporters ever coming out of this. This yeah, is going to well, be the biggest anyway. excuse for They were going to do it one way or That's the other. That's exactly what I was saying. That's exactly what I was saying. Well, they've been doing you know, that, the, but all... they're going to use it as an excuse to really notch it up. And that's the difference. We I saw us after Charlottesville. We see us after they various were events. This is they were going to turn it up. They were going to turn it up regardless. Like, they were just looking. that Like, like they were just waiting. They were just All they were doing mm -hmm. was biding their time. This wasn't a this wasn't an opportunity. This was a time this was a timeline. Oh right? yeah. It's as like, soon as the finally, clock we have the excuse now. Well it's not it wasn't even an excuse. It was like T minus when T minus hit zero, right? And it just hit zero. Now 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 we're now we're gonna fucking now we're gonna start persecuting people. And now and we're here. We're here. Cause now because I guess they just called Fox News just called well to for what the, whatever the fuck that's worth. Did they call Fox Arizona? News just Well no, yeah, well, yeah, they they called it for 2020 2024. <laughs> anyway, um no, um that was a cat turd joke. He was a very uh, I like his Twitter page. Anyway, <laughs> uh yeah, I, I, there's there's certain Twitter pages that I do really do like. Anyway, um but you know, they they call I guess they called the Senate Senate seats, which I mean, we all kind of knew anyway, but, um, but yeah. So once that happened, we knew we knew it was coming. Like we knew it was coming. Well, the, the reason I say the biggest persecution is because it's like, like we were speculating last night, and dude, I didn't expect it to get this bad, and it's going to be a turning point. It's. Things well, are going to be very different. Like, like, literally, like, what do you expect people to do? Just go and bend over backwards and accept defeat, you know? That's what they do and expect. That's when, what the okay, establishment well, expects of us. Well, you know, this is what happens when, you know, that doesn't happen. Exactly. When someone actually stands up to this, you know, bullshit fraud that's been going on and to, you know, this Congress full of people that refuse to get money. Like, they go and, you know, stop you from having the business and won't even give you any money. You know, they're basically throwing people, like, killing their life savings and stuff, and someone finally said something about it. You know, yeah. and, like, these people, they weren't even armed. Well, there, the, and I do have to look into a lot of this, but there's been 
talks and reports and speculation that there was an IED on the Capitol and there were yeah. two bombs, pipe bombs at the RNC. Yeah, it's you know, it's of RNC too. You know, they can blame Trump supporters for that. That could very yeah. well be someone else too. Well, that's the thing is that I mean, I have some conspiracies already flying in my brain because some of this feels like there could have been professional agitators, and a lot of people would want this to happen. I'm not saying that's what happened, because you got people were legitimately pissed off. Though, do you really expect exactly? You know, I I don't know. Like, there's I've seen these like conspiracy theories as well, but I think honestly, people were actually just pissed off. I think so too. I mean, that's what seems most likely right now. But uh, the did you hear that the woman that was shot is now dead? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. So, then there was somebody that was just stabbed outside a Trump hotel in D.C. And it's going to be a little hectic night, I bet. Because they push people away from the Capitol. And if, you know, I'm seeing footage right now, more people with ride shields coming out. And it sounds like to me that the D.C. police was totally unprepared for this. They had very few people on the Capitol grounds, which, honestly, I don't even... St- Again, makes my conspiracy brain turn, but makes well, no, no they, sense. Well, no, they were unprepared. They were not prepared. Well, let's be real. D- the D.C. police suck. They, they were not... They, were, they weren't prepared. They weren't prepared... Did we lose Phil? Uh, he's driving, so I think he might have lost a little connection. But yeah, I, I, I yeah, and you know, if, if he's using Discord on mobile, I know Discord on mobile is always funky. At least it is for me. So, um, yeah. But to continue with that, though, it's I just mean, not good. I, oh. I'm not gonna give the. <laughs> Yeah, you're yep. right. Connection is not good. Um, <laughs> but the ingredients were there, and that's what our worst fears were, is that there was going to be some violence. And we knew there was going to be violence, but storming oh, the Capitol. Can you hear me shit. now? Holy, yeah. Uh, you know, okay, hold yeah, on here. here sort of. like, how do unarmed protesters storm a Capitol? Like, they were fucking let in. You don't just... You know, you they broke down the windows, and that's how they got in. Yeah, and yeah. There's, aren't, yeah, there should be police there. You know, they let it happen. Basically, that's what I'm starting to think. No, I mean, no, there is... I mean, no, I, I don't, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm gonna, I, like I said, I'm not gonna give DC police a pass. I'm not gonna give Capitol Police a pass. They're terrible. They're just awful. I'm not. Um, they, 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 they didn't do a good job in the BLM protests. They didn't do a good job in these protests. They were awful. They didn't do a good job with the the inauguration, or not the not the inauguration, but the R, the RNC. Uh, yeah, I, I did. They they did a terrible job all around. I'm not giving them a fucking pass. Um, they 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 were bad. But no, I mean, they, look, the numbers, the numbers were not in their favor. Like there were thousands, there were thousands of protesters. There was like a couple hundred of them. They, they was they, they they weren't gonna last. Well, they should have known that. You know, they should have known that beforehand. It's really not that hard to go and tell. If I could tell, there was going to be potentially like a hundred thousand people over here. 
you know, and I'm not even involved with any of this. Why couldn't the DC police and, you know, the FBI and stuff figure that out and know that, hey, this is going to be a legitimate, you know, large scale protest. So I'm so I'm reading on Twitter right now, according to uh, Cassie Dillon, uh, you know, take that for what you will. Uh, Trump's Twitter is locked for 12 hours. I could see it. It's happening. Yeah. Uh, John Ga- John Gabriel on Twitter tweets, "Make America Sane Again." <laughs> That's not gonna happen. Yeah, I think I, I think I I mean I like I like this sentiment, and I I like I like John. Uh, he's been a good follow of mine, but yeah, I, I think I think we're a little I think we're a little past that point. Like I said, today was fuck unity. That was what happened today. Yep. And that is a rejection of the whole mantra that Biden's been pushing. The whole mantra that we need to come together. Everything's going to be fine. Oh, we have more differences. Well, if you're the establishment, well, you're coming together if you're the establishment. Mm -hmm. You know, that, 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 you know, hey, we got, we got to look at it. We got to look at it on the other side. Okay. Yeah. If you're. If you're if you're a bottom feeding leech establishment person, yeah, you, th- this is your this is your chance to you know come together in peace and harmony or whatever. Yeah, and bring things back to the way they were. Yeah, the good old the good old days where you know you uh, you were at least given loot before you were fucked over. <laughs> well, see, I think. The one benefit to this, you know, we were talking about this the other day, is that like, you know, a lot of people on the right were sort of waking up to realize that the police are just tools of the establishment. This solidifies that. I yep. Think. We were just talking about that, too. Uh, actually, like a few seconds before he came on, which is that they're not going to trust the cops anymore. Anybody on the right, like their trust in police has been shattered today. It's all self-defense here on out. Everybody's out for themselves. And Proud Boys is only the start of what you're going to see next. And by the way, anything interesting happened on that front with the Proud Boys? I've been today? trying to look into it. Um, Not her a lot. I heard they were going to be incognito during the whole thing today, but I don't know. I'm going to check on their parlor. Yeah, like, honestly, you know, that was like the whole thing. So, oh, these Proud Boys are going to be the ones doing this, and the Proud Boys are, like, not even fucking there, and there's still shit going on like these people are out of touch yep yep it's i mean the the divides couldn't be greater today between the people the establishment the left the right like everything the cops the people like it's it's just such a weird feeling like it's 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 man i'm telling like i can't emphasize how big of a turning point this is it's one of those things that'll seem like a small event in some ways, you know, because technically not a lot happened, but the effects are what's huge. And technically, technically, and I said this a little earlier, the steal was stopped. <laughs> they didn't certify the election, but obviously they're going to reconvene, but they stopped it for a few hours. Yeah. Yeah, and what's this thing, too, is, like, Ilhan Omar wants to go and impeach Trump over this. Like, what did Trump actually do? He incited violence. 
How? By ex by by perpetuating baseless but conspiracies of voter fraud, he radicalized his own supporters. Yeah, like what's what happened with Hillary Clinton in 2016, where they had that for the past four years and riots and shit just happened like that. The fucking D.C. judges just let off these Antifa members. Mm hmm. Oh, dude, this is funny. I just found this. So did you guys see that one one um one of the people uh breached Nancy Pelosi's office? <laughs> yeah, my question is yeah. like your computer wasn't her computer still on? I th yeah, yeah, I've seen some I think it's fake, but there was like a tweet from her that was like hacked, you know, uppercase lowercase, you know, letters, LOL or something like that. So I don't know if they actually did anything like that, but what they did do is they wrote on her folder in her office we will not back down you know they could have like i mean i'm not saying they should have done this but you know if you have access to someone's pc like when it's open and stuff you know they could have done a lot of damage with that mm. like you know upload malware to the fucking you know congress or whatever like that could have done actual like that would have been interesting if they wanted like if they were really these like you know people that wanted to get you know do stuff like illegal they could have done that, but from what I saw, none of that was actually done. Well, one yeah. thing I'll say, too, is I'm looking at some of these pictures from the people in the Capitol, and some people were smart wearing masks. And I say not to evade COVID, but to evade doxing and your ID, you getting ID'd. But there's a lot of yep. people, like the guy holding Pelosi's podium. No coverings. These people are going to get screwed. Harder yeah. than the Proud Boys. There are rumors, though, and again, you know, I can't really substantiate this, but a lot of those people are showing up in photos, though, too, from from what I'm reading and from what some people are saying on on Twitter. Uh, those are those are the feds. Those are the insiders. Mm -hmm. so I, maybe. I, I don't know. So I, I think people legitimately are pissed. I tend oh, to think yeah. that. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, I mean, let me, let me put it this way. I definitely think people are pissed. I definitely think that there are people who have a reason to be pissed. But at the same time, I also think that there are, that there are probably, uh, you know, either Antifa or Fed instigators who want to be in this crowd to start shit and make it look like the rest of us and that and that's the real danger yeah maybe not yeah it's fine maybe now that like this shit happened people are actually taking notice of fuck, like how out of control we've allowed riots to become in the u.s just by not doing anything yeah oh i found some video too i'm posting it in news of when the breaching started of the capitol because I learned about, like, the barriers being broken down, people stormed the cap, like, right before I left. And when I learned about, like, they hadn't actually gotten into the capital, but here's actually video of it, finally. Elijah Schaefer, by the way, huge shout-out. Guy's been doing amazing coverage. Yep, the, the Verge... Okay, guys, the Verge just um, confirmed. I'm looking on my phone right now. Uh, Trump's Twitter account locked for 12 hours after repeated and severe 
policy violations. For, uh, yeah, I love their fucking vague. Po oh, you did a policy violation. What policy violation? You know, it might be because because I didn't see the yeah. video yet because it got taken down. I think he talked about the fraud again in the video, and they're going to use that as an excuse, saying, "Oh, he was, sp you know, spreading fake news and conspiracies, denying the results of the election." Yeah, it's free speech. Like, I mean, your just well, because your policies are complaining well, free speech. Well, Sean, you're not wrong. According to this, uh, the decision comes after Trump tweeted a video that Twitter says, quote unquote, posed a risk of violence, end quote. See? Can yeah, tell you, I, mean, I know there's scripts at this point. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's why people ride it, you know? It's not oh, just. Oh. Like McConnell and Nancy Pelosi, yeah. It's because of shit like this from Twitter, and no one, and no one did anything. They allowed it to happen. What does Black Lives Matter say again? No justice, no peace. I'm not wrong. Well, That's what happens. Again, this makes me wonder. I mean, Alex, I know you said that my channel was going to be fine, and that your channel is. And that versus channel is gonna be fine. Are we sure about that now? Because they're because they're one's gonna give a shit, you know? What like the seven hundred people and there's channels with like you know, five million people out there doing the same sort of stuff. Like they're not gonna really care. At least uh, not now. They might I'm not I'm not I'm not even saying they have I'm not even saying they have to care to care. I'm saying they just have to set their algorithm up to, you know, start sweeping channels or, or whatever. Wow. I just watched that video, dude. Man. So much for back in the blue. That is not happening anymore. I mean, I'm not just trying to say things from, like, an opinion perspective. Like, this is just what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that phase is done. Like, mm -hmm. you know, officers, good luck out there because you got no friends anymore, basically. The left aren't going to be your friend. The right ain't going to be your friend. Maybe a couple people in the establishment will, but that's, you know, good luck with that because the establishment also backs Black Lives Matter, which is antithetical to your organization. There's a video of a witness yeah. to the woman that was shot out now. Oh. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Dugan, how much of a donation to play 11 minute long video? Uh, depends, Kevin. I mean, if it's, if it relates, if it's like newsworthy, you can just send it to me and I'll play it for I mean, I mean, you've been you've been very generous um, with your donations, and I don't I don't think Streamlabs allows you to play like a, a an eleven minute video. I think it's only like thirty seconds. Let's do like a bunch of thirty seconds, like. 22 30 second fucking videos with that being said if you want to send a dollar or two that's always appreciated yeah here's a video the, the witness says that they were storming the capitol and the cops were telling him get down stand down uh 
basically trying to get him to stop and she didn't comply and they just shot her right in the neck police brutality yeah i mean if she was unarmed then yeah like i don't i mean i'm again like if you're you have to you have to apply the standard equally right it's like i'm all for i'm all for police and i'm all for police doing their jobs and i'm all i know that they got a they got a tough fucking job but like you got look if if a person's unarmed and they're not really posing a threat you got to you got to do your you know in the military like look in the military for police there's an escalation of force there's like a you know like you you only need force to adequately subdue the situation can you hear me yeah yeah like honestly yeah yeah, no like black lives matter they talk about oh you know they should use a taser like why don't they use a taser here like it's the same sort of thing and that'd be interesting you see some of these same forces like fucking both fighting the establishment i mean I don't know. I, I think I think people I, I I part of me thinks that people can see through the colored glass, but I mean because uh, I, I love I mean, you know, because a lot of these people love the cops that you know, they know that they're just like, look, they're in a bad spot, right? These cops were in a bad spot. And it's like, yep, I I love you guys, but you're in my fucking way. Pretty much. So you gotta you know, go. They had tear gas or something. Or they like, that oh, they were, yeah, dude. Some of those, yo, yo. I saw a video where they they uh where where somebody put their hands on a cop and then he started punching them. Like that that was bad. Like to me, that was that was kind of sketchy. Like I think there was. They were clashing with protesters outside the Capitol, and there was one, and there was one dude. Uh, I think he, uh, I, I think he put his hands. I, I think he put his hands on the arm of one cop. To, uh, to I don't know, I don't know what it was, but like, but yeah, the dudes, dude, dudes started chucking. The cops started chucking punches at the, at the person, like. That would be bad. Like, that would be, like, a bad one right there. See, and it's yeah. things like that. They're going to start adding up. And, the like yeah. I said, the love between the right and cops is going to deteriorate. And, I, look, it's yeah. sad. It really is. But that's what's going to happen. It's really a shame. Yeah. It's, I, I just don't yeah. know if they can justify shooting an, arm, an unarmed protester. Yeah. You know, like that. I don't think, I, yeah, yeah, because I mean, you can't, you can't really justify punching, trying to punch someone in the fucking face too, like if you're well, a cop. Absolutely, but you know, one of these people is like, you know, paid to observe and protect, and the other people are protesters. Like, I think there's a different standard too. You know, and it's was not she the like, one punching? From what protest? we understand, they were grabbing the cop's gun. They had a knife. None of that crap. Yeah. You know, that's that's very true. Like, you didn't see that. It's not like, you know, with the Black Lives Matter stuff where, you know, like, look at uh, who is uh, George Floyd's death. Like, they didn't even shoot him. They just, you know, they put him on the ground and, like, choked him, but they didn't shoot him, mm-hmm. you know? And they gave him a ton of opportunities to change his action, Yeah, you know? 
versus New what Year. I'm over here. It's not it's not the same sort of level of treatment that I've been seeing. Again, I can't stress this enough. New Year, same shit. This will be, be an interesting time. You know, I, thought was, I thought it was going to be better, man. I New Year happened. I made a little bit of money on the stock market. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Bullshit. No, just... Okay. Um. Okay. Thank you, uh, H Bug and Kevin. Uh, I'm going to. Is there any way you could play? You can play audio. Yeah, we're um, doing it right now. Oh yeah, I, I I've got the uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm going to send you guys a, a video that that a listener has sent. So, um, and did you guys review the video first to make sure there's nothing screwy in there? Well, that that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna have them do now. I don't think I don't think it's gonna be. Uh, screwy. Hold on, no. Let me. Okay. And I have some great footage from Global News streaming live here of what's happening on the ground right now. Oh. It's only set eleven minutes long. Damn. Uh, timestamp, Kevin. Yeah, timestamp, please. I request a timestamp. Yeah, you know, it's also no businesses have been burned, no stores have been looted, no uh, bricks are being thrown uh, into stores. You notice the difference? Yeah, no trash cans were lit on fire to my not were they? Not yet, at least. I mean... The, okay, the the video that H Bug sent me is thirty minutes. Is like it says it's thirty five minutes. Uh says it's thirty nine minutes long. That's the puzzle pieces video from Faceless Propagandist. Uh, yeah, let's not do that. That's a bit long. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's well, no, that's a well, bit much. Well, no, maybe they, maybe, maybe I got the wrong week or something. So, let's see here. Anyway, though, anyway, though, can continue on. Uh, yeah, we're just watching the footage outside the Capitol right now. Not much really happening, but. This camera just keeps spinning around. I might keep looking for footage, but it's been a lot of people down there. Oh, I have to say, did anybody see that clip of where the protesters were taking all the media's like equipment and trash and like destroying it? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, I have to admit that's kind of funny. <laughs> like, obviously, yeah, they're damaging other people's property, which is illegal, but. This is what happens. That that's that's what today is. This is what happens. This is what you guys get. Well, they knew it was coming. Like they had adequate warning that something there's gonna be a big 
protest that has potential to break down to a riot, and they didn't do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. But but the GOP is done. I mean, I I have to say the I think I feel like feel like the GOP. Look, I think they're done. I I think it's. I don't know if if. I don't know if. Team MAGA can take over the GOP. I mean, but. Oh yeah. That's what this I, is about. I, if you want to talk about real civil war, it's going to be that with the GOP. Yeah. Well. Well, I mean, we have to. Yeah. Like, if if you're gonna, if you're gonna. If you're gonna win this civil war, you got to clean up the, you got to clean up the shit in your own side before you start fucking, you know, going after them. Cause like, mm. look, like the, the the GOP establishment, they're nothing but dead weight. Like, you're gonna have to cut that fat out of your, your you know, out of the system before moving forward. Like you can't move forward. There, these these GOP establishment people are holding you back. Pelosi says the Senate's going to proceed later tonight to do the certification vote. Oh, I just found barefoot Jack cut. Nice job, KTL five. Nice. Okay, job. for first uh, first eleven minutes then. First eleven. It's a lot. I I can play it on mute. The audio really doesn't matter. Damn, that feed just cut. Shit. Uh, let's find our local station. But. Wow. This will be one for the history books. If there are any history books left. Oh, no, they'll have them. It'd probably, probably be fucking completely biased like they all pretty much are. This will uh, be like the Fourth Reich Part 2 in the history books. Yeah. Let's see. Fox 45 from Baltimore. Careful you don't get, you know. No, we've been fine. I've done this before with, like, the rides, and we were fine. You know, the Democrats had, like, six riots this past summer, and then, you know, we have one riot, and now it's like, oh, you know, riots bad. Bruh, and that was for months. Months. Yeah. Yeah. The entire city got, like, you know, they had a fucking, uh, what you call it, anarchy. Like, legit anarchy declared a new, like, sovereign state. And then we had this for, like, one day, and people were like, oh, this is the end of, this is civil war, end of the world. Like, people just pissed. Yeah, pretty much. Yes, that'd be a good video for someone to make. Would be like looking at the news coverage of the Antifa in like Seattle for like the whole fucking week. Yeah. And look at this for like one day, or like the Floyd riots. Yeah. Hey, homies. I know it's been pretty... I mean, especially comparing it to this. I wonder how long this is going to go on till. I, th I would think most are going to leave by the end of tonight. But... Because it is a Wednesday, but... Uh, I think it'll probably be done by tomorrow. Be rough lately. You know, and, um... unemployed because of the coronavirus? Yeah, it could potentially go on longer, but a lot of them don't true. live here. They're not native. 
that's true that's the that's the thing too it's like it's like with the riots over the summer like the ingredients were there people had nothing to lose Oh, stock drop. So the of my CPU. <laughs> Don't need that anymore. Any luck finding the GPU? No, not yet. I must search around again. I actually, when I was in, because I was in the mall today with my girlfriend, I stopped in the GameStop, and they literally had signs, like multiple signs on the front that said, "There are we are all out of PS5s. We are all out of Xbox Ones." Do not ask for any. Probably someone writing about that. That'd be funny. <laughs> the like console Microsoft wars IRL. Do you go to like fucking Nvidia's like corporate headquarters? Yes. Storm Nvidia and demand they make the GPUs. Gamers rise up, literally. <laughs> we will not let the scalpers take what is rightfully ours. Dude, that would be funny as shit. Like, have, like, a riot on this scale at, like, fucking <laughs> NVIDIA or, like, Sony or Microsoft. Like, <laughs> you fun. know, you, you, we we joke about it, but, dude, it could fucking happen. <laughs> dude, that would be funny as shit. Like, that's, you know, that's, yeah, that's fucking something worth riding over. <laughs> Bullshit. Get, like, the fucking right in the, like, the right in the left degree on something. It's like, you know, fuck those corporations. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the one thing they agree on. Video yeah, most bashing of QAnon. I'd love to see Q that, Kevin. Q caused this, yeah, that's okay. No, that's, that's what they're saying. Dude, and last, like this morning, before all this went down, I mean, you could see in unison all the establishment people were saying, we lost Georgia because of QAnon. And Trump. Now you lost Georgia because you like fucking didn't care for Trump until it was like the eleventh hour. And their and own people by blocking the stim pack. Yeah. And you didn't you yeah, you did you didn't care you didn't give a shit about Trump until the last fucking day. Right? The last fucking day you decide, oh, we're gonna block we're we're gonna oppose the fucking uh they they waited until the last couple of days before they said they're gonna oppose the the results of the election or some shit like are you kidding me mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i you think do some... you think twitter do you think team maga bought that shit you think team maga bought that shit they're like oh they're like like oh they only they only uh they only mentioned that shit when they realized that they were down in the fucking polls and they realized oh shit i might need i might need to do something to save my sorry ass nobody bought it Nobody fucking bought that shit. Yeah. Yeah. People stayed home. And I was looking at all these establishment people's Twitters. Like, I was looking at the bigger names. And I was looking at people we knew personally. And it was the same shit from all of them. We lost Georgia because Trump told his voters it didn't matter to vote over election fraud. Conspiracy no, he didn't. No. Absolutely not. That was... No, he can't... He held rallies for them like he held rallies for them right and i and i i think if he didn't hold those rallies the blowout would have been way fucking worse mm -hmm. right like they don't like 
mo- I, I've, I've been telling people, a lot of people, like I have friends down in Georgia. They, they were like, they voted for Trump twice. They voted for Trump twice. And they were like, nope, there's no fucking way in hell I'm voting for either for either David Perdue or fucking Kelly Leffler. Yeah. No way they were going to do it, right? Because they are the fucking establishment. They are the card-carrying members of the fucking establishment. They're everything that's wrong with Team MAGA. And even even if even if uh, Donald Trump says, hey, we need you to vote for him, they're going to go against Donald Trump because they don't like either candidate. Yeah. Those, those candidates candidates were exactly what the fuck was wrong with this election right mm-hmm. and they got what they deserve and i'm sorry and, and it, it really it breaks my heart that that most of donald trump what most of what donald trump has done is going to get dismantled but at the same time i i just i don't you know what what what, what do you do what do you do because a lot of these people, no, they're these Team MAGA goes where Team MAGA goes, right? They're 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 like the, a lot of these people. They're gonna go, they're they're gonna go with what they feel, right? These are passionate people. They love their country. They're gonna go with what they feel, and if they feel like something ain't right, guess what? They're they're not gonna. They're not they're not gonna you know they're not gonna vote for what they don't feel is right. Yep. Demoralized. How many times? How many times in the last four years? How many times has Trump endorsed somebody that Team MAGA was like, "Eh, fuck no," right? It's been quite a bit. There's been there's been quite a few candidates over yeah. the last four years. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, he's helped a lot of candidates that were good and helped them get in power or whatever. But f- like, you you look at you look at a lot of these fucking establishment fucks, like. Some of these guys, they got primaried out. Like, look, look at, uh, um, I don't know. I, I look at Madison Cawthorn, right? I look at, you know, the guy, the guy he ran against. Donald Trump fucking was like, hey, vote for this guy. People were like, nope, no thanks. And here you are. Like, I, I kind of wish, if I had any wish for Donald Trump, it would have been to go to give the, give the followers more of what they wanted. Like this was like, I know he, he gave them a lot. I just wish he would have gave them more. That's my bit. That's probably one of my biggest gripes. Hard part is, is he's in the least powerful position. And I mean, if you listen to that phone call with the um, people in Georgia that got leaked, you can tell he like just hammers to them, like what they need to do and you better do it in the most, like, in the best way he possibly can. Saying, like, hey, look, there was fraud. I listed all the evidence. Why aren't you doing anything? What are you doing? It's literally what the phone call was, and he couldn't get through to them. And that's that level. His own party. Imagine what's like in Congress when this guy's trying to yeah. deal with them. Saying, like, hey, this is the problems we have. Illegals pouring over, massive, uh, wasteful wars, uh, terrible trade deals. F- let's fix this. This is what we need to do. Build a wall. Put it in. Oh, I don't think so. That's um, you know, our corporate donors won't like that, and uh, it's kind of xenophobic according to the media. So, it'd be a bad look. 
no, let's do this. I don't know. You know, it's like he is, I can't imagine the shouting matches he gets in, the amount of like threats he has to make with these people. And what do you get out of that lemon that you squeeze to death? Like little drips. It's, it's crazy. So I feel for him in those things because it's got to be just. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, he he's had he's had probably he's probably had one of the toughest goes of any president maybe ever. Like, I I I don't know. I I I think like he's about as close to anti-establishment that we may ever get again. Yeah. There, there. We're not getting. We're not getting another anti-establishment person like Trump as president ever again. It's not happening. I hate to be the very bad news. It's it's not happening. Yeah, I think you'll get close. They won't some, Sometimes you might no. get people. That they'll, 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 the I don't even point. think. Yeah, I don't even think they'll be primary. I I don't. I think they'll be primaried out. Look, we we just allowed. We just let. We just let a Venezuela-style election happen in a presidential election. They can do whatever they want. The establishment really can do whatever they want. I think we've just found that out. There's no nobody's going to enforce anything. Nobody's going to, you know, no nobody's no nobody's going to enforce what they need to. Nobody's going to make sure that election integrity's had. It's over. It's over. Nah, so now, I mean, so now, so now it's gonna be, it's gonna be which establishment person wins. That's gonna be every, every, every presidential election from here on out. I don't think so. I think that's what's changed so much. And you're going, I mean, in the president, you know, at that level, it's gonna be harder. But like at the, the lower levels, I think that's where it's gonna. You're gonna see more of these infighting battles. Well, I mean, a lot of this happened in, on on the local stage too. I mean, you know that yeah, you, you got. I don't know. I, I it just. I I I'm not optimistic at all, in the future of our election process. I am not confident at all. After well, you're, seeing, you're not the only one, Phil. Yeah. I, I just don't I just don't see it. I don't see it. Like look, they we know. We know what's going on with these voting systems. We know it. They're not nobody's doing shit about it. Nothing about it. It's, it's horrible. Well what's what's also horrible is the amount of again going back to the going back to the whole stimulus, there was so much shit that got rammed in there and we got what 600 measly fucking dollars this is, uh, I, I just I, I don't know I it, to me I'm just like we don't we don't live we don't live in a democracy we don't we don't live in a democracy we don't live in a republic we live in a corporate We've never Corporate lived socialism. Think think about that. Like of all the major decisions made, you know, like look, look, we'll never even be. A, take a look we'll at never even be, yeah. When was that voted democratically? You know that hey, we're going to allow this. You know, 
even Obama, when he was elected, you know, he said he was against gay marriage, and guess what? It still happened. Yeah. You know, there that was that was one of the most completely undemocratic decisions created, like done. It was just completely done by the um, what you call it, the Supreme Court. There was no democracy involved, not even by proxy, because the people who said that they were against it fucking lied. And there's nothing you can do about that once they're in. You know, once they're in, they're in. You can't do anything about it. Well, if any, if 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 anything good was to come from Trump's presidency, it's that he basically lifted the veil on the whole entire fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably the most important thing. And look what we're getting. We're getting people storming the Capitol over this. That's what I'm saying. I I am not a, uh, you know, I'm not pessimistic on the future. Maybe it's because I'm young and dumb, but it's... I've never seen, I mean, we've never seen anything like this since, you know, 1776, but it's, I mean, people are, they, they know what's up now and they're pissed. You know, it's, if they can't get, get the right, what they want through voting, they're going to get through force. Well, I just, I don't even think like I, I it's we're, we live in a we live in basically a corporate socialism. Like I don't think it's it's like a I look at what I look I just look at this last bill and I look at how much money is going to corporate America via foreign aid or otherwise. Like and I just I think that uh yeah, I don't, like, like we're not living. We're not even gonna. They're not even gonna allow us to live. I, okay. So I'm not. They're saying like we'll never be a socialist country. Okay, and and that part Donald Trump is right about. But the only reason we're not a socialist country is because that would that would piss on everything that you know corporate America is trying to do. Like they're not about all that shit high taxes and all that stuff. No, they want, they want low taxes, but they want, you know, they want cheap labor too. They want. Well, and they also want the least a, amount of government regulation a, possible. And the one thing socialism does do right. is it, it literally takes over those businesses. Private becomes public. Yeah. And they want a cheap and they want cheap labor. That's mm-hmm. however they can get it. Yeah. If it's uh if it's illegal immigration, then whatever, so be it. But oh man, well, you know, Kevin says Kevin says anything out of constitution is is uh, martial law. Well, yeah, I mean, Kevin, that's what I've been saying. We've kind of been living under a form of martial law for the last year, roughly, with. Not not fully a year, but however long we've had the fucking COVID quarantine thing. Well, that's one thing uh, I think people are really, I myself am yeah. realizing, just how much of a police state we live in. I mean, yep. in many ways, you know, keeps things pretty calm. Like, we have a lot of cops, which is really great because when you're, when you're in trouble, they are just minutes away. But 
the downside is when you give them so much power, I mean, look, look at what they're doing. Uh, arresting people for not wearing masks, arresting people for trying to open their own business and shutting it back down. I mean, when you see stuff like that, that's when you go, oh boy, that's bad. That's, that's not America. That's, that's the scary stuff. Yeah. Because you piss off the wrong people for the establishment. You piss off the working class. You piss off normal people. You piss off people that normally love the cops. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at some of these pictures from the people that stormed the Capitol, man. You were saying that the um, the dude without the shirt is like involved with some sort of like a boy lover thing. That like, dude's been at stuff before. Like there are pictures of him with the similar attire with the horns and everything. You gotta admit, these people were funny looking. <laughs> I, that, seems like, that, that seems like a fucking conspiracy theory about like this boy lover shit. Mm. That seems like some Q stuff on yeah. the chat. There's gonna be a lot of Q shit. It doesn't even look like, yeah. it. like something else. Like it's probably a fucking symbol. I don't think it. Like who wears. Like, let's be real. Who's going to wear a fucking boy lover symbol on their shirt? Yeah. yeah. This, like, there's conspiracy fucking bullshit all the time. And, like, listen, there's some real conspiracies out there, but I don't... Like, you can say he was paid Shelby's not going to be a fucking, you know, pedophile. Yeah. Maybe he is a pedophile, but he's not going to have that, like, wear a fucking shirt or whatever. Like, I mean, if that, that was probably fucking Photoshop. Like, look at that, too. Bro, that's going to be the new next phase of Q is like they start saying, you know, it's these people were like, you know, they weren't really Trump supporters. Uh, I see people saying that. that now. It's like all Antifa. Like there's people actually no. pissed. Yeah. The, that like, one I think is silly. It was Charlottesville to this. And I knew they were going to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you look, know. I think there's a chance still that there were some professional agitators that sparked things and made things get crazier i think there's a chance of that but my god like there's a hundred percent chance that most of these people are just pissed off i mean that guy's probably if he's not wearing any sort of fucking face covering like let's be real over here yeah truth i mean some people are stupid though like let's be real too they don't realize hey you're on video you're on camera now with your face everywhere, you're screwed. Imagine if yeah. an employee, imagine you're an employer and you see your employee <laughs> storming the Capitol. Yeah, oh, like, like there, I don't know. Like, I mean, there's some people who are stupid, but I think that this is even more like, yeah, even I, some I think fed vibes. I think they're feds because they're obviously not worried at all. And like, now be the perfect time. That, you know, you can wear that's what I've been saying. Hey, I'm suspicious of it too. After the after the action we saw yesterday, it's possible. It's very possible. But I still think it's very possible. It's legit. So I don't want to discount either thing. But I think the Antifa stuff is a dumb take on it. Like, oh, Antifa well, really did this. It's like, no, no. But people are just pissed. Yeah. Well, you're. Uh, I had. I had to. 
I hate to burst your bubble then, Sean, but you're uh, our our buddy Trent Lipinski, whom whom I love, um, tweeted out. Hold on, let me find it. Yeah, he's he said so. He's he's talked about Antifa a little bit here today, and I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to say that there weren't Antifa people there. I, right. I, there, there very well could have been, right? I just don't think, as a whole, I, I just don't think that flies as a whole, right? Uh, I think just the majority of the people were just pissed the fuck off, and nothing else worked. Like, yo, what? Nothing else worked. Look, they tried the peace thing, right? They've tried it, right? They just, they just watched this fucking Venezuela. Venezuela style election and they're like well what the fuck like and they're like oh well we'll let the we'll let the law and order thing play out well the law and order thing didn't do shit right they yeah. didn't let the, the law and order thing didn't work well what the fuck right and now the guy and now the guy who everybody thinks cheated the, to get in the fucking White House is actually gonna be in the fucking White House yeah, people are like people are pissed, and then they're they're being locked down. They're being stripped of their fucking job and their homes and their businesses, and they're sh- like, "Yo, people, people are pissed." Mm-hmm. Yo, it's a powder keg. Alex was 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 Ryan in the Capitol? Uh, he was at the uh, rally. I I didn't really read too much. I saw a certain one of our other friends was commenting on there. Oh, he the says fight. from all indications here on the ground, it wasn't Trump supporters that stormed past Capitol Police into the chambers. It appears to be Antifa and or BOM. Man, we need to get him on this. We need to get him on the street. Yes. Oh, I see the boy lover thing you're talking about. Yeah, that's that's stupid. And look, yeah, I'm I, not saying to be clear. I'm not saying it's there's zero chance it was Antifa. I just think that's the least likely thing here. At, I'm just not seeing the evidence for that yet. Could be wrong. Could be wrong, but just not seeing it. doesn't f- seem like it. I still think there were definitely bad actors involved here. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's oh, yeah. doubt. Well, well, yeah, and that's a good point, too. I, th- I, think, I think generally the way... And I'm not saying people should do this, but on the right, generally, when we talk about bad actors, uh, Antifa is pretty much the catch-all for that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, it gets it's a very umbrella term, no pun intended there, and yeah, gets overused. Like that's one thing I'll give Jeff when we were when he was talking about this stuff is these groups do have a very loose like they have structure they have organization but it can be pretty loose and there can be a pretty big umbrella that encapsulates a lot yeah definitely something from one of our um i'm gonna post this one chat from one of our friends oh boy hold on i'm glad i finally got a friend request accepted from mr ryan too yeah, apparently, um, who was that? Uh, in 1967, the Black Panthers invaded the Capitol and they were armed, and you know, bruh, you know, same fuck, like you know, fuck, you know, people who 
are fucking oppressed and like stomped on, you know, they do this. Like this is this isn't the first. Like this isn't even if you look at history particularly like bad. Like look, we had a, a, a fucking rebellion over attacks on whiskey. Based. <laughs> whiskey rebellion back like I think the seventeen hundreds. You know, and today like people are just so used to like, you know, just getting stomped on, yeah. and you know, getting. What was it like? Three wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner. You know, like we've had that happen for a long time. But like at one point in time, you know, we actually, like America as a whole, had they they actually stood up when shit pissed them off. Like look look at the Revolutionary War too, if you want to think about that. You know, that was over a tax on tea. Like I think it was like a fifteen percent tea tariff. We had the Revolutionary War, mm-hmm. you know, and people are like, "Oh, like this is completely unprecedented. This never happened before." Like, no, this happened quite a bit actually. Like during the early, yeah, early stages of our republic, like, and that was, and those are just some of the stuff that happened. You know, things like this has happened pretty consistently, like especially earlier on. Like, this is what happens, and you know, for people invading the capital, like the only person killed was a protester. Or like a rider, whatever you want to call them. And know? apparently, the Senate is going to, or, uh, yeah. So Pence has made public the fact that he never left the Capitol in a joint session or Zoom in three minutes. So we might get some action again very soon. But the cops seem to have everything way more under control. So we'll see what happens. But we'll definitely be monitoring that as it goes down. Oh, my God. And then after that happens, there's going to be more reaction. Probably. Yep. By the way, I was on a side note. I was watching I was watching Carnival Row. And uh, which is like uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Right. And. uh so it was ba- it was like based out of this imaginary like it was like imaginary England type shit and like but it was like supposed to resemble the uh 1800s or something like that and so there was like a love scene and both people both uh both the mutant and the the human were taking their clothes off. Right. Mm. And it was just layer after layer after layer. And that's like, when I tweeted, I'm like, how much fuck how, that must've sucked living in the 1800s. Like how much clothes, like, like how much work does it take to actually fuck? Like <laughs> just, you know, all those layers of clothing, like Jesus, all those layers of clothing and then you're fucking. And then like, and then you got to put all that shit back on and God, what a, what a, just awful what an awful way to dude what I always saw like they, those clothes gotta be so hot that they would wear oh yeah like what were they doing you know are they trying to die from from a heat stroke well a lot of those pricks died in their 40s anyway so <laughs> like by the time they were 40 they were they were mm-hmm. gone I'm, I'm sure you guys, I'm, I'm sure you guys, I'm sure Phil, you saw my, 
my uh, sub tweet of on your on your tweet, right? Uh huh. I did. Uh, I did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah. Once, once you said, I'm like, what a, I'm like, what a weird thing that Phil is tweeting. And then I'm also <laughs> like, but then again, this is exactly the type of stuff that I think think about. So also, uh, Kevin with another donation, one dollar. Uh, it was all feds or crisis actors that were in the building as soon as I got in there. They as soon as they got in there, I think is what you meant to mention. They yelled white power. I mean, come on, I don't believe it was Antifa. Yeah, I mean that that's Bro, that's some fed shit. That yeah, that that that's not Antifa, but that definitely is fed shit that's going on there for sure. For for sure. Um you know and and that and wasn't that the other thing that you were saying uh, on last night's versus stream, Sean, was that Milo was, you were reading on Milo's telegram that he was warning people that like, that Fed activity was being planned or that there were whispers of Fed activity? Oh yeah, I was, um, I followed it big time yesterday. I thought it was really real. That's when I started getting suspicious about what happened today because he said, well, basically, the, the chain of events were Proud Boys there was arrested. Milo got a visit from the feds. A bunch of other Proud Boys got visits from the feds. Then Enrique, Proud Boys leader, was banned from D.C., a uh, bunch of other things. And, you know, it was just really eerie. And he even said, like, something big is, like, happening. Like, this, is, this isn't your run-of-the-mill, oh, we're going to... We're gonna stop those bad proud boys. You know, it was something else. I think they were afraid of what could have happened. Like that—that's the thing that makes the the DC play. And it could simply be incompetency, but it's so weird how they kind of let this happen. Because, dude, the feds knew that this, that something bad could happen, and something bad did happen for the establishment. Yeah. Definitely seems that way. It's it's just been a crazy day. So. Uh-huh. Yep. Well, is there anything more that we need to uh any more breaking news or you know anything that we need to cover immediately at this point? Not quite. I'm waiting for the joint session to start beginning Congress. So when that happens, I'll I'll prompt y'all. All right. Of course, it's still I have the stream up and it's it's this is really nice from USA Today because they have the uh, scene outside the Capitol with in the bottom here a stream of the Senate. We're still waiting on them to start because they're like they're they're gonna be slow. So. I'm just wondering if I need to keep the stream on or if. Yeah, I'm going to keep it on for a little bit longer till after the Senate stuff happens. And then I'm probably going to turn off, take a shower, and probably start up again a little later tonight. Yeah, me too. I mean, it, it's 8 o'clock here, and I, I do right. want to eat. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to roll out because i got to pick up somebody. 
Yeah, I got shit I need to do. All right. Yeah. It it is eight o'clock, and I do want to eat dinner here before it gets too late. But... All right, cool. I will stream a little bit longer and uh, entertain the audience and cut it off soon. And then we'll probably reconvene, maybe at ten or eleven tonight. Right. Yeah, sounds good. All right, folks, uh, I'm going to end this stream for the Whitfield Report. Thank you all for tuning in, and uh, thank you for the do donations, uh, Kevin. Greatly appreciated. Um, as always, uh, like, subscribe, uh, you know, upload this, upload this video, share out, uh, and I'll have the podcast uh, for this up later. Probably won't do the podcast um, for the 11 p.m. stream. Maybe, but who knows? Uh, I'll probably be back later tonight. Uh, Sean will let me know when we're doing this. But in the meantime, uh, you know, thanks for tuning in and uh, God bless and God save this great nation. We need it more than ever. Thanks, guys, and uh, God bless. Looks like nothing's happening just yet, but we'll keep going here. It's been a wild day. And it's going to be a wild night. Oh, man. What is coming next in America? Yeah, it is crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'm going to start opening other live streams for people to see. Senate has not started yet. ...election fraud in Georgia. Uh, as we heard on tape, his conversation with Secretary of State protesters as they breach security and are in some cases arrested they are Senate doing what the president to told them to do he stood in front of Vice hundreds president of people today and said fight and march federal state and local law enforcement oh congress is sad starting today was the, the capital is secure the United States yep pence is speaking but thanks to the swift efforts of u.s capitol police federal state and local law enforcement Violence was quelled. Right as I end my live stream, too. Yeah. And the people's work continues.
We condemn the violence that took place here in the strongest possible terms. We grieve the loss of life in these hallowed halls, as well as the injuries suffered by those who defended our capital today. And we will always be grateful to the men and women who stayed at their posts to defend this historic place. To those who wreaked havoc in our capital today, you did not win. Violence never wins. Freedom wins. And this is still the people's house. And as we reconvene in this chamber, the world will again witness the resilience and strength of our democracy. For even in the wake of unprecedented violence and vandalism at this Capitol. This next-gen space heater is a brand new way to warm up this winter. The people of the United States have assembled again on the very same day to support vandalism and defend the Constitution of the United States. The elected representatives of the people of the United States have assembled again on the very same day to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. So may God bless the lost, the injured, and the heroes forged on this day. May God bless all who serve here and those who protect this place. And may God bless the United States of America. Let's get back to work. Mr. President. The Majority Leader. I ask unanimous consent the Majority Leader and the Democratic Leader be allowed to speak and that the time not count against two hours of debate in relation to the objection raised on the state of Arizona. Is there objection? Without objection, so ordered. All right, Sean, I'll be back. Uh, let me on know. the state of the American people. When we're... The United States Senate will not... Let me know when we're uh, going to be streaming next, if we're going to be, be streaming... Kept. All right. Yep. I might just keep this stream thug, going because I don't know how long this is going to take, but I'll let you know. All right. We will not bow See you, man. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yep. We are back at our post. We will discharge our duty under the Constitution and for our nation. And we're going to do it tonight. This afternoon, Congress began the process of honoring the will of the American people and counting the Electoral College votes. We've fulfilled this solemn duty every four years for more than two centuries. Whether our nation's been at war or at peace, under all manner of threats, even during an ongoing, ongoing armed rebellion and the Civil War, the clockwork of our democracy has carried on. The United States and the United States Congress have faced down much greater threats 
than the unhinged crowd we saw today. We've never been deterred before and will be not deterred today. They tried to disrupt our democracy. They failed. They failed. They failed to attempt to obstruct the Congress. This failed insurrection only underscores how crucial the task before us is for our republic. Our nation was founded precisely so that the free choice of the American people is what shapes our self-government and determines the destiny of our nation. Not fear, not force, but the peaceful expression of the popular will. Now we assemble this afternoon to count our citizens' votes and to formalize their choice of the next president. Now we're gonna finish exactly what we started. We'll complete the process the right way by the book. We'll follow our precedents, our laws, and our constitution to the letter. And we will certify the winner of the 2020 presidential election. Criminal behavior will never dominate the United States Congress. This institution is resilient. Our democratic republic is strong. The American people deserve nothing less. Democratic leader. Mr. President. Mr. President, it is very, very difficult to put into words what has transpired today. I have never lived through or even imagined an experience like the one we have just witnessed in this Capitol. President Franklin Roosevelt set aside December 7, 1941 as a day that will live in infamy. Unfortunately, we can now add January 6th 2021 to that very short list of dates in American history that will live forever in infamy. This temple to democracy was desecrated. Its windows smashed, our offices vandalized. The world saw Americans elected officials hurriedly ushered out because they were in harm's way. The House and Senate floors were places of shelter until the evacuation is, was ordered, leaving rioters to stalk these hallowed halls. Lawmakers and our staffs, average citizens who love their country, serve it every day, feared for their lives. I understand that one woman was shot and tragically lost her life. We mourn her and feel for her friends and family. These images were projected to the world. Foreign embassies cabled home their, capital, their home capitals to report the harrowing scenes at the very heart of our democracy. This will be a stain on our country not so easily washed away. The final, terrible, indelible legacy of the 45th President of the United States, undoubtedly our worst.
I want to be very clear. Those who perform these reprehensible acts cannot be called protesters. No, these were rioters and insurrectionists, goons and thugs, domestic terrorists. They do not represent America. They were a few thousand violent extremists who tried to take over the Capitol building and attack our democracy. They must and should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law, hopefully by this administration, if not, certainly by the next. They should be, they should be provided no leniency. I want to thank the many of the Capitol Hill Police and Secret Service and local police who kept us safe today and worked to clear the Capitol and return it to its rightful owners and its rightful purpose. I want to thank the leaders, Democrat and Republican, House and Senate. It was Speaker Pelosi, Leader McConnell, Leader McCarthy, and myself who came together and decided that these thugs would not succeed that we would finish the work of our that our Constitution requires us to complete in the very legislative chambers of the House and Senate that were desecrated, but we know always belong to the people and do again tonight. But make no mistake, make no mistake, my friends, today's events did not happen spontaneously. The president who promoted conspiracy theories that motivated these thugs, the president who exhorted them to come to our nation's capital, egged them on. He hardly ever discourages violence and more often encourages it. This president bears a great deal of the blame. This mob was in good part President Trump's doing incited by his words, his lies. This violence, in good part, his responsibility, his everlasting shame. Today's events certainly, certainly would not have happened without him. Now, January 6th will go down as one of the darkest days in recent American history. A final warning to our nation about the consequences of a demagogic president, the people who enable him, the captive media that parrots his lies, and the people who follow him as he attempts to push America to the brink of ruin. As we reconvene tonight, let us remember, in the end, all this mob has really accomplished is to delay our work by a few hours. We will resume our responsibilities now, and we will finish our task tonight. The House and Senate chambers will be restored good as new and ready for legislating in short order. The counting of the electoral votes is our sacred duty. Democracy's roots in this nation are deep, they're strong, and they will not be undone ever by a group of thugs. Democracy will triumph as it has for centuries. So to my fellow Americans who were shocked and appalled by the images on their televisions today and who are worried about the future of this country, let me speak to you directly. 
The divisions in our country clearly run deep. But we are a resilient, forward-looking, and optimistic people. And we will begin the hard work of repairing this nation tonight, because here in America, we do hard things. In America, we always overcome our challenges. Yield the floor. Mr. President. Majority Leader. I yield two minutes to the Senator from Oklahoma, Senator Lankford. Senator from Oklahoma. The Vice President, you said things more eloquently than how we say it in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, we'd say something like, why in God's name would someone think attacking law enforcement and occupying the United States Capitol is the best way to show that you're right? Why would you do that? Rioters and thugs don't run the Capitol. We're the United States of America. We disagree on a lot of things, and we have a lot of spirited debate in this room. But we talk it out, and we honor each other, even in our disagreement. That person, that person, that person is not my enemy. That's my fellow American. And while we disagree on things and disagree strongly at times, we do not encourage what happened today, ever. I, I want to join my fellow senators in saying thank you to the Capitol Hill Police, the law enforcement, the National Guard, the Secret Service, who stood in harm's way while we were here debating. They were pushing back. And I was literally interrupted mid-sentence speaking here because we were all unaware of what was happening right outside this room because of their faithfulness and because of what they have done. And I want to thank you them, thank them. Ronald Reagan once said, peace is not the absence of conflict. It is the ability to handle conflict by peaceful means. The peaceful people in my state in Oklahoma want their questions answered, but they don't want this, what happened today. They want to do the right thing, and they also want to do it the right way. They want to honor the constitutional process, but they also want to have debate about election security because they want to make sure it's right, which is why it's an important issue that still needs to be resolved. Transparency in government just doesn't seem like a bad idea. Obviously, the commission that we have asked for is not going to happen at this point, and I understand that. And we're headed towards tonight towards the certification of Joe Biden to be the President of the United States. And we will work together in this body to be able to set a peaceful example for the days ahead. I yield the floor. Democratic Leader. Senator from Nevada, Senator Cortez Masto. Senator from Nevada. Mr. Vice President. And the Senate has resumed its debate on the Arizona electoral vote certification. You can watch all that live on C-SPAN 2. We're waiting for the House to come back into session. They, too, at 2.15 this afternoon, were debating the certification for Arizona's electoral votes. As soon as the House comes back into session, we will go live there as well. At some point, the Senate will return to the House chamber 
We'll watch that and that will be the joint session and they'll get back to going through the roster of states. Following the debate on Arizona, Arkansas and California are the next two states that are up. We will watch all of that live. 202 is the area code if you want to dial in and comment on today's activities. 7488920 for those of you in the East and Central time zones. 7488921 if you live in the Mountain and Pacific time zones. You can see there a text number. If you do send a text to 202-748-8903, please be sure to include your first name and your city. And you can see another line there as well. And Cynthia in Frankfort, Kentucky, go ahead. And what are you, have you been watching all day today, Cynthia? Yes, I have. Good afternoon. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I think that the violence is not the answer to express her opinion, but also people need to be heard Constitution specifically reserves to the people the right to meet in their respective states and vote for the president and vice president. As a result, individual states oversee and implement the election process, not the federal government. To guard against fraud or irregularities in the voting process, the states are required to have robust election security measures. Likewise, state legislatures have the opportunity to examine evidence of voter fraud before they certified their electoral college votes. And our courts, from district courts to the United States Supreme Court, adjudicate legal challenges and election disputes. All of those things happened after the 2020 election. State houses and courts across the country took allegations of voter fraud seriously and followed the constitutional process to hear challenges to this year's elections. No state found evidence of any widespread voter fraud, and neither did any court ask to review the state's findings. In Arizona, Republican Governor Doug Ducey, Democratic Secretary of State Katie Hobbs, Republican Attorney General Mark Burnovich, and State Supreme Court Chief Justice Robert Brutonell all certify the results of the election on November 30th. And we know, we have heard, Arizonans have been voting by mail for almost 30 years. And Governor Ducey has expressed confidence in the state's process numerous times. In November, he said, we do elections well here in Arizona. The system is strong, and that's why I have bragged on it so much. He further stated, we have some of the strongest election laws in the country, laws that prioritize accountability and clearly lay out our procedures for conducting canvassing, and even contesting the results. And they are right. Arizona has one of the most transparent election processes in the country with built-in accountability, starting with eternal auditing. We have heard unfounded allegations that voting machines in Arizona and elsewhere somehow changed vote tallies or somehow improperly rejected ballots while claiming to accept them. These allegations all ignore the fact that Arizona counties conducted ballot audits by hand to double check the machine counts, and these audits found no widespread fraud or irregularities. Maricopa County, the county where the more than 60% of the state population resides, conducted a post-election hand count audit in the week after the election which showed perfect 100% accuracy in the machine tabulations. So why would we need, my colleagues, 
to call for a 10-day emergency audit to be conducted by a legislative commission when it's already been done by the state of Arizona. What happened to states' rights? The audit involved checking ballots for the presidential election, but also ballots for federal and state legislative elections. The audit report shows every precinct's machine and hand count totals for each of the races audited. And for every single race in every precinct, the difference between the hand count and the machine count was zero. Maricopa's audit report stated, no discrepancies were found by the hand count audit boards. Seeking to find any reason to contest these results, some of the state Republicans then tried to claim that Maricopa County failed to follow state law in conducting this audit by selecting voting center locations to audit instead of voting precincts. This was wrong. And this, too, went to a court. In rejecting this claim, state court in Arizona found that the county followed the properly issued guidance on hand audit procedures from the Arizona Secretary of State. And the court found that Maricopa County officials, therefore, could not lawfully have performed the hand count audit the way the plaintiffs wanted it done. If they had done so, they would have exposed themselves to criminal punishment. The Senator's five minutes is uh, expired. Thank you, Mr. Vice President. I would close by just saying, please, my colleagues, do not disenfranchise the voters of Arizona and certify their votes tonight. Thank you. Majority Leader. Mr. President, I yield up to five minutes to the Senator from Utah, Senator Lee. Senator from Utah. Mr. President, at the time I prepared my remarks for today, it seems like a lifetime ago. A lot's changed in the last few hours. And so I'm going to deliver some of the same remarks, but it has a little bit of a different feel than it would have just a few hours ago. My thoughts and prayers go out to the family members of those who have been injured or killed today. My heartfelt gratitude goes out to the Capitol Hill police who valiantly defended our building and our lives. Well, it's true that legitimate concerns have been raised with regard to how some of the key battleground states conducted their presidential elections. This is not the end of the story. We each have to remember that we've sworn an oath to uphold, protect, and defend this document, written nearly two and a half centuries ago by wise, wise men raised up by God to that very purpose. That document makes clear what our role is and what it isn't. It makes clear who does what when it comes to deciding presidential elections. You see, because in our system of government, presidents are not directly elected. They're chosen by presidential electors. And the Constitution makes very clear under Article 2, Section 1, that the states shall appoint presidential electors according to procedures that their legislatures develop. Then comes the 12th Amendment. It explains what we're doing here today in the Capitol. It explains that the President of the Senate, the Vice President of the United States, shall open the ballots, and the votes shall then be counted. It's those words that confine, define, and constrain every scrap of authority that we have in this process. Our job is to open and then count. Open, then count. That's it. That's all there is. 
Now, there are, of course, rare instances, instances in which uh, multiple slates of electors can be submitted by the same state. That doesn't happen very often. It happened in 1960. It happened in 1876. Let's hope it doesn't ever happen again. In those rare moments, Congress has to make a choice. It has to decide which of the electoral votes will be counted and which will not. That did not happen here. Thank heavens, and let's hope that it never does. Now, many of my colleagues have raised objections or had previously stated their intent to raise objections with regard to these. Um, I, I've spent an enormous time on this issue over the last few weeks. I've met with lawyers on both sides of the issue. I've met with lawyers representing the Trump campaign, reading everything I could find about the constitutional provisions in question. And I've spent a lot of time on the phone with legislators and other leaders from the contested states. I didn't initially declare my position because I didn't yet have one. I, I, I wanted to get the facts first, and I wanted to understand what was happening. I wanted to give uh, the people serving in government in the contested states the opportunity to do whatever they felt they needed to do to make sure that their election was properly reflected. I spent an enormous amount of time reaching out to state government officials in those states, but in none of the contested states, no, not even one, did I discover any indication that there was any chance that any state legislature or secretary of state or governor or lieutenant governor had any intention to alter the slate of electors. That being the case, our job is a very simple one. This simply isn't how our federal system is supposed to work. That is to say, if you have concerns with the way that an election in the presidential race was handled in your state, the appropriate response is to approach your state legislatures, first and foremost. These protests, uh, from hearing from those who have raised concerns, they should have been focused on their state capitals, not their nation's capital because our role is narrow, our role is defined, our role is limited. Yes, we are the election judges when it comes to members elected to our own body. And yes, the House of Representatives, they're the judges of their own races there. We also have the authority to prescribe, as a Congress, rules governing the time, place, and manner of elections for senators and representatives. There is no corresponding authority with respect to presidential elections, none whatsoever. It doesn't exist. Our job is to convene, to open the ballots, and to count them. That's it. Thank you, Mr. President. I yield the floor. Democratic leader. Colorado, Mr. Bennett. Senator from Colorado. Thank you, Mr. Vice President. Thank you, Mr. President. Colleagues, um, it's been a terrible day for everybody here and, and, I, uh, and for our country. One of the things I was thinking about today is something I often think about when I'm on this floor, which is that the founders of this country, the people that wrote our Constitution, actually knew our history better than we know our history. And I was thinking about that history today as we saw the mob riot in Washington, D.C., thinking about what the founders were thinking about when they wrote our Constitution, which was what happened to the Roman Republic when armed gangs 
doing the work for politicians, prevented Rome from casting their ballot for consuls, for praetors, for senators. These were the offices in Rome. And these armed gangs ran through the streets of Rome, keeping elections from being started, keeping elections from ever being called. And in the end, because of that, the Roman Republic fell and a dictator took its place. And that was the end of the Roman Republic, or any republic for that matter, until this beautiful constitution was written in the United States of America. So it is my fervent hope that the way that we respond to this today, my dear colleagues, is that we give the biggest bipartisan vote we can in support of our democracy and in support of our Constitution and in rejection for what we saw today and what the Roman Republic saw in its own time. There's a tendency around this place, I think, to, to, to always believe that we're the first people to confront something when that's seldom the case, and to underappreciate what the effect of our actions will be. We need to deeply appreciate in this moment our obligation to the Constitution, our obligation to the democracy, our obligation to the Republic. There are people in this chamber that have twisted the word twisted the words of a statute written in the 19th century that was meant to actually settle our electoral disputes, to leave them with the states. As the senator from Utah was saying, to give us a ministerial role, except in very rare circumstances, that's what that law is about, that the senator of Texas was talking about today. And that's the law that's leading us to be asked to overturn the judgments of 60 courts in America, many of the courts in Arizona, some of whom have, have held the president's lawyers out of the courtrooms because there's no evidence of fraud. And by the way, the fact that 37% or 39% of Americans think there's no evidence of fraud or to think there's evidence of fraud does not mean there is fraud. If you turned a blind eye to a conspiracy theory, you can't now come to the floor of the Senate and say you're ignoring the people who believe the, the, the election was stolen. Go out there and tell them the truth, which is that every single member of this Senate knows this election wasn't stolen. And that we, just as in the Roman Republic, have a responsibility to protect the independence of the judiciary from politicians who will stop at nothing to hold on to power. There's nothing new about that either. That's been true since the First Republic was founded. So now we find ourselves in a position just days after many senators here swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution. Every single member of the House of Representatives swore the same oath as well. And I think we've got a solemn obligation and responsibility here to prove once again that this country is a nation of laws 
and not of men. And the only result that we can reach together is one that rejects the claim of the senator from Texas and the other members of the House and Senate who seek to overturn the decisions that are made by the states, by the voters in the states, and by the courts. If we follow what they have proposed, we will be the ones that will have disenfranchised every single person who cast a vote in this election, whether they voted for the president or they didn't. I urge you to reject this, and I deeply appreciate the opportunity to serve with every single one of you. Thank you, Mr. President. Majority Leader. I yield up to five minutes. Is the Senator from Georgia, Senator Leffler. Senator from Georgia. Mr. President, when I arrived in Washington this morning, I fully intended to object to the certification of electoral votes. However, the events that have transpired today have forced me to reconsider, and I cannot now in good conscience object to the certification of these electors. The violence, the lawlessness, and siege of the halls of Congress are abhorrent and stand as a direct attack on the very institution my, objected, my objection was intended to protect the sanctity of the American democratic process. And I thank law enforcement for keeping us safe. I believe that there were last-minute changes to the November 2020 election process and serious irregularities that resulted in too many Americans losing confidence not only in the integrity of our elections, but in the power of the ballot as a tool of democracy. Too many Americans are frustrated at what they see as an unfair system. Nevertheless, there is no excuse for the events that took place in these chambers today, and I pray that America never suffers such a dark day again. Though the fate of this vote is clear, the future of the American people's faith in the core institution of this democracy remains uncertain. We as a body must turn our focus to protecting the integrity of our elections and restoring every American's faith that their, vo their voice and their vote matters. America is a divided country with serious differences, but it is still the greatest country on earth. There can be no disagreement that upholding democracy is the only path to preserving our republic. I yield the floor. Democratic leader. Senator Booker and two and a half minutes to Senator Kane. In reverse order. Mr. President, Senator from Virginia. I applaud the comments of my colleague from Georgia deeply. My first job after school was in Macon, Georgia, working for a federal judge, Lanier Anderson. And I learned a lot about integrity and a lot about law from him. I also learned some sad lessons that in the history of Georgia and indeed Virginia and many states, so many people, especially people of color, have been disenfranchised over the course of our history. Our late friend, John Lewis, congressman from Georgia, was savagely beaten on Bloody Sunday just for marching for voting rights. That act of violence inspired this body, the U.S. Senate, 
to come together in March of 1965 and work to pass in a bipartisan fashion the Voting Rights Act. We should be coming together today after acts of violence as a United States Senate to affirm the votes of all who cast ballots in November. Instead, we're contemplating an unprecedented objection that would be a massive disenfranchisement of American voters. The Georgia result was very clear, a 12,000 vote margin, two certifications by Republican officials, four separate recounts and canvases, seven lawsuits, as in the other states. If we object to results like this, the message is so clear. We are saying to states, no matter how secure and accurate your elections are, we'll gladly overthrow them if we don't like who you voted for. But more importantly, what we'll be saying, really what we'll be doing, is as the body that acted together to guarantee Americans the right to vote, we will become the agent of one of the most massive disenfranchisements in the history of this country. So I urge all of my colleagues, please oppose these objections. Thank you, and I yield to my colleague from New Jersey. Senator from New Jersey. Mr. Vice President, I can only think of two times in American history that individuals laid siege to our capital, stormed our sacred civic spaces, and tried to upend and overrun this government. One was in the War of 1812, and the other one was today. What's interesting about the parallel between the two is they both were waving flags to a sole sovereign, to an individual, surrendering democratic principles to the cult of personality. One was a monarch in England, and the other were the flags I saw all over our capital, including in the hallways and in this room, to a single person named Donald Trump. The sad difference between these two times is one was yet another nation in the history of our country that tried to challenge the United States of America. But this time, we brought this hell upon ourselves. My colleague from Texas said that this was a moment where there were unprecedented allegations of voter fraud. Yes, that is true. They were unprecedented when the president, before the election even happened, said, if I lose this election, then the election was rigged. That's unprecedented. It's unprecedented before the night of the voting, even count, the, the counting of the vote was even done, that he called it rigged. And it's unprecedented that he is fanning the flames of conspiracy theory to create a smokescreen in this nation to cover what he is trying to do, which is undermine our democratic principles. But it's not just that. The shame of this day is it's being aided and abetted by good Americans who are falling prey 
who are choosing Trump over truth, who are surrendering to the passion of lies as opposed to standing up and speaking truth to power, who are trying to fundraise off of the shame of conspiracy theories as opposed to doing the incalculably valuable patriotic thing to speak truth to our nation. Our democracy is wounded, and I saw it when I saw pictures of yet another insurgency, of a flag of another group of Americans who tried to challenge our nation. I saw the flag of the Confederacy there. What will we do? How will we confront this shame? How will we confront this dark second time in American history? I pray that we remember a Georgian his words, all I can say is we must in spirit join together like those Georgians on a bridge called the Edmund Pettus who joined hands, who were called threats to our democracy, who were called outrageous epithets when they sought to expand our democracy, to save it and to heal it, when they joined arm in arm and said what we should say now, commit ourselves to that ideal, that together we shall overcome. Majority Leader. Mr. President, I yield up to five minutes to the Senator from Nebraska, Senator Sass. Senator from Nebraska. Mr. President, thank you. And Mr. Vice President, let me just say before I begin, um, thank you for the way you have fulfilled your constitutional duties and your oath of office today. It obviously hasn't been easy. Um, colleagues, today has been ugly. And um, when I came to the floor this morning, I planned to talk about uh, the lesson of 1801, because I'm kind of a history nerd, and I wanted to celebrate the glories of the peaceful transition of power across our nation's history. Feels a little naive now to talk about ways that American civics might be something that could unite us in bringing us back together. 1801 blew everybody's mind all over the world, by the way. Uh, John Adams loses to Thomas Jefferson, and uh, Adams willingly leaves the executive mansion and moves back to Massachusetts, and Jefferson peacefully assumes power. And people all over Europe said, Those must be, that must be fake news. Those must be bad reports. There's no way any executive would ever willingly lay down power. And yet Adams, in defeat, did something glorious to give all of us a gift. I wanted to celebrate that. And it feels a little bit harder now. This building has been desecrated. Blood has been spilled in the hallways. Um, I was with octogenarian members of this chamber that needed to have uh, troops and police stabilize them to get down the stairs at a time when a lot of our staffs were panicked and under their desks and not knowing what was going to happen to them. It was ugly today. But you know what? It turns out that when something's ugly, talking about beauty isn't just permissible. Talking about beauty is obligatory in a time like that. Why? Why would we talk about beauty after the ugliness of today? Because our kids need to know that this isn't what America is. What happened today isn't what America is. They've been given a glorious inheritance. This is the 59th presidential election. If the vice president wasn't the chair and if the president pro chem was, I'd have made some joke that Chuck Grassley has voted in two thirds of those 59 presidential elections. <laughs> He's, he's laughing. 
Uh, it's not as good as hit deer, deer dead, but it's still got a grassly laugh. Um, I don't think we want to tell the Americans that come after us that this republic is broken, that this is just a banana republic, that our institutions can't be trusted. I don't think we want that. We don't want that in this body. We don't want that in our hometowns. I don't think we want to tell our kids that America's best days are behind us because it's not true. That's not who we are. America isn't Hatfields and McCoys, blood feud forever. America's a union. There's a lot that's broken in this country, but not anything that's so big that the American people can't rebuild it, that freedom and community and entrepreneurial effort and that neighborhoods can't rebuild. Nothing that's broken is so big that we can't fix it. Generations of our forefathers and our foremothers, probably not a word, our ancestors, have spilled blood to defend the glories of this republic. Why would they do that? Because America is the most exceptional nation in the history of the world and because the Constitution is the greatest political document that's ever been written. Most governments in the past have said might makes right, and we saw some of that thuligan nuttery today. Might makes right, no it doesn't. God gives us rights by nature, and government is just our shared project to secure those rights. America has always been about what we choose to do together, the way we reaffirm our constitutional system, where we've got some governmental tasks, and we all in this body could do better at those governmental tasks, but the heart of America is not government. The center of America is not Washington, D.C. The center of America is the neighborhoods where 330 million Americans are raising their kids and trying to put food on the table and trying to love their neighbor. That's the center of America. We're not supposed to be the most important people in America. We're supposed to be servant leaders who try to maintain a framework for ordered liberty so that there's a structure that back home where they live, they can get from the silver frame of structure and order to the golden apple at the center, as Washington would have said it, which is the things that they build together the places where they coach Little League, the places where they invite people to synagogue or church. Sometimes the big things we do to together are governmental, like kicking Hitler's ass or like going to the moon. Sometimes there is governmental stuff, but the heart of America is about places where moms and dads are raising kids and we're supposed to serve them by maintaining order and by rejecting violence. You can't do big things like that if you hate your neighbors. You can't do big things together as Americans if you think other Americans are the enemy. Look, there's a lot of uncertainty about the future. I get it. There's a lot that does need to be rebuilt. But if you're angry, I want to beg you, don't let the screamers who monetize hate have the final word. Don't let nihilists become your drug dealers. There are some who want to burn it all down. We met some of them today, but they aren't going to win. Don't let them be your prophets. Instead, organize, persuade, but most importantly, love your neighbor. Visit the widower down the street who's lonely and doesn't want to tell anybody that his wife died and he doesn't have a lot of friends. Shovel somebody's neighbor. Shovel somebody's driveway. You can't hate somebody who just shoveled your driveway. The heart of life is about community and neighborhood, and we're supposed to be servant leaders. The constitutional system is still the greatest order for any government ever, and it's our job to steward it and protect it Let's remember that today when we vote. Democratic leader. Mm -hmm. Senator Durbin. Senator from Illinois. Thank you, Mr. Vice President. In March of 1861, a Springfield lawyer 
caught a train to Washington. His name was Abraham Lincoln. It wasn't his first trip here. He'd served as a congressman 15 years before, and he returned in the beginning of the Civil War to serve as president. It was a different place than he knew it as congressman, and 15 years it had changed a lot. The Spriggs boarding house across the street, which is now the Library of Congress, was gone. And this building was changing, big changes. They're building a dome on the Capitol. But they were also in the earliest days of a war, and President Lincoln was counsel, stop building the dome. It costs too much money, and we can't spend any more time on it. And he said, no, we're going to build that dome, and we're going to finish it. That dome and this building will be a symbol of this country that will survive the Civil War and come back strong. So they built the dome, they won the war, and since those days, that dome and this building have been a symbol to this country, a symbol of unity and of hope. Tourists come through here before COVID-19 by the tens of thousands and if you've ever noticed their tours, they're often shushed. People are saying, show some respect for this building. We know this building in the rotunda as a place where some of the greatest American heroes of both political parties lie in state, and we go there to honor them. We know this building because we work here. We enact laws here that change America. We gather for State of the Union messages from presidents and honor the people in the gallery. This is a special place. This is a sacred place. But this sacred place was desecrated by a mob today on our watch. This temple to democracy was defiled by thugs who roamed the halls and sat in that chair, Mr. Vice President, the one that you vacated at 2.15 this afternoon, sat and posed for pictures those who were roaming around this chamber. What brought this on? Did this mob spring spontaneously from America? No. This mob was invited to come to Washington on this day by this president for one reason, because he knew the Electoral College vote was going to be counted this day. He wanted this mob to disrupt the constitutional process which we are part of. This mob was inspired by a president who cannot accept defeat. If you wonder whether I'm going too far in what I say, just read the transcript with the Secretary of State from Georgia and listen to this president's wild conspiracy theories, one after the other, swatted down by that Republican elected official and his attorney as having no basis in fact. This president begs, he coaxes, he even threatens that Secretary of State to find the votes he needs. In any other venue, that would be a simple, obvious crime. The links he will go to are obvious. The Texas senator says to us, well, many people still agree with him, you know, when it gets down to the bottom line. Many people have fallen for this presidential position that it must have been a rigged election if I lost. Well, I would say that after 
we've lost count. 57 lawsuits, 62 lawsuits, I've heard so many numbers. After 90 different judges, after this president took his case, the best he could put together, to the highest court in the land across the street where he had personally chosen three justices on the Supreme Court, I say to the senator from Texas, you know much more about that court than I do. I don't believe they let that paper that he sent up there even hit the desk before they laughed it out of the court. And that's the best he had to offer. No evidence whatsoever of this rigged election and this fraudulence. The senator from Texas says, we just want to create a little commission. 10 days, we're going to audit all the states, particularly the ones in, a, in contention here, and find out what actually occurred. And it really draws its parallel in 1876, Hayes and Tilden. Don't forget what that commission, that so-called political compromise, achieved. It was not just some ordinary governmental commission. It was a commission that killed Reconstruction, that established Jim Crow, that even after a civil war which tore this nation apart, it re-enslaved African Americans and it was a commission that invited the voter suppression we are still fighting today in America. Let me close by saying this. The vote we're going to have here is a clear choice of whether we are going to feed the beast of ignorance or we are going to tell the truth to the American people. We saw that beast today roaming the halls. Let's not invite it back. Majority Leader. President, I yield up to five minutes to the Senator from Kansas, Senator Marshall. Senator from Kansas. Thank you, Mr. President. Freedom of speech and the freedom to protest are provided in our Constitution. And while I share the same frustrations many Americans have over the presidential election, the violence and mob rule which occurred at the U.S. Capitol today and across the country over the past year are unacceptable and I condemn him at the highest level. And like all of us in the chamber, I'm thankful for the heroic law enforcement officers who worked feverishly to restore order so we get back to the electoral certification process. During my 29-year career as an obstetrician and gynecologist, too often I had to sit down with patients and give them a very bad diagnosis. It might have been a young mother of three who I delivered all three of her babies now with metastatic breast cancer or perhaps another woman with advanced cervical or ovarian cancer, all with a very challenging prognosis. But before I sat down with each one of those patients, I carefully reviewed all their labs, their x-rays, and their pathology to make sure I had the facts straight. But at the end of the day, my final recommendation was always going to be a recommendation from my heart. I want my fellow Kansans and all Americans to know that I've given as much consideration and thought surrounding the issue objecting to a state's electoral college votes as I did considering the treatment plan for a serious health concern. And today's decision, once again, is from my heart. Mr. President, I rise today to restore integrity to our republic. And I rise to join the many of our colleagues who are all concerned for current and future generations. We must restore faith and confidence in one of our republic's most hallowed patriotic duties, voting. There is no question our U.S. Constitution empowers state legislatures to execute free, legal, and fair elections. Unfortunately, in several states, the clear authority of those state legislatures to determine the rules for voting were, were usurped by governors, 
secretaries of states, and activist courts. Our laws and constitution should always be followed, especially in a time of crisis. I don't rise and do a state's legally obtained electoral college votes. Rather, I rise in hopes of improving the integrity of the ballot to hold states accountable to the time-proven constitutional system of the electoral college. This is why I urge the formation of an electoral commission to give constructive suggestions and recommendations that states can make to make our elections once again safe, free, and fair after a year of jarring irregularities. We must and will have a peaceful transition to power. To all my fellow Americans, I have no doubt that our republic can go stronger through this difficult day. May God bless this great republic. Thank you, Mr. President. I yield back. Democratic leader. Senator Duffworth. Senator from Illinois. President, in 2000... On Sunday, it was a great, my great honor to be sworn in as speaker and to preside over a sacred ritual of renewal as we gathered under this dome of this temple of democracy to open the 117th Congress. I said that as we, as we were sworn in then, we accept a responsibility as daunting and demanding as any previous generation of leadership has ever faced. We know that we're in difficult times, but little could we have imagined the assault that was made on our democracy today. To those who strove to deter us from our responsibility, you have failed. To those who engaged in the gleeful desecration of this, our temple of democracy, American democracy, justice will be done. Today, January 6th, is the Feast of the Epiphany. On this day of revelation, let us pray that this instigation to violence will provide an epiphany for our country to heal. In that spirit of healing, I evoke the song of St. Francis, I usually do. St. Francis is the patron saint of my city of San Francisco, and his song of St. Francis is our anthem. Lord, make me a channel of thy peace. Where there is darkness, may I bring light. Where there is hatred, let us bring love. Where there is despair, let us bring hope. We know that we would be part of history in a positive way today, every four years, uh, when we uh, demonstrate, again, the peaceful transfer of power from one president to the next. And despite the shameful actions of today, we still will do so. We will be part of a history that shows the world what America is made of, that these, uh, this assault, this assault is just that. It shows the weakness of those who had to show through violence what their message was. My colleagues, it's time to move on. I, I wear this pin quite frequently. Actually, I gave it to our beloved John Lewis just a weekend before he, weekend or so before he left us. And it's a flag of our country, a flag of the United States of America. On, on it, it says, 
One country, one destiny. One country, one destiny. Written on the flag. That was also what was embroidered in Abraham Lincoln's coat that he had on that fateful night. Lincoln's party, Lincoln's message, one country, one destiny. So on this holy day of Epiphany, let us pray. I'm a big believer in prayer. Let us pray that there will be peace on earth and that it will begin with us. Let us pray that God will continue to bless America. And with that, let us proceed with our responsibilities to the Constitution to which we have just within 72 hours taken the oath to uphold. But what purpose does the gentleman from Maryland seek recognition? Madam Speaker, I rise in opposition to the objection. Gentleman is recognized for five minutes. Madam Speaker, it is a sad day in America. It is a wrenching day in America. It, a day, it is a day in which our words and our actions have had consequences of a very, very negative nature. We ought to watch our words and think what it may mean to some. My remarks uh, were written before the tragic, dangerous, and unacceptable actions. And un unacceptable is such a tame word. My remarks started with Madam Speaker. The American people today are witnessing one of the greatest challenges to our democracy in its 2244-year history. Little did I know that this capital would be attacked by the enemy within. I was here on 9-11 when we were attacked by the enemy without. We need to all work together to tame and reduce the anger. And yes, the hate that some stoke. What some, not all, Madam Speaker, but some in this House and in this Senate are doing today will not change the outcome of the election, which is the clear and insurmountable victory of President-elect Biden and Vice President-elect Harris. Instead, all they will accomplish is to further the dangerous divisions. This was written before this capital was assaulted. Before this democracy was put aside by thousands. 
encouraged by the commander-in-chief. Instead, all they will accomplish is to further the dangerous divisions, as I said, among our people and energize conspiracy theories stoked by our foreign adversaries, which seek to erode America's confidence in our democracy and our system of free and fair elections.